0: Chairshop shop podcast is back in its usual sunday time slot and today it poses the question have you ever in your life pulled not one but two perfect games well for the last 13 years that's kind of what it's been like listening to this podcast as we come up on episode 600 the 600th edition of the chair shop podcast those numbers just get funnier every time we hit a new one very funny to think about um they said we wouldn't last six days they i'll do hang on wait a minute let me, let me redo that i'll do my tna barry scott god rest him voice csp they said it wouldn't last six shows oh wait let me double check this though no, they said it shouldn't last six shows but here we are Episode 600. How are you doing, lads? I'm Barry, by the way, after the old 600 episodes. In. you know who I am. I mean, you know who the other two are as well. You know who we are. Six years. Six years, not even two, double it, mate. It's fucking 12 and a bit of years. And then another year onto that. You
1: know. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: with me is Paul. <laughs> With me is Paul, and the
2: sound of crinchlin', and
0: the sound <laughs> of no. McVizzi's yeah. rustling take, in the background. Take the biscuits out you want <laughs> and just have them. Stop. Yeah. And it's also, what I was doing. Also, that's a good looking microphone you have there. Poppy on old mute button there. Um, <laughs> if you want to have an old crinchlin' of your of your Bicky uh, uh, package, I mean, I, I mean, I respect having a biscuit for the podcast. So your property fuels, but, but this is
3: authentic. People want to know. They want to know what we're eating, what we're drinking. What's the
0: brand? Shout out the brand. I mean, the people want to know what biscuits we eat while we're eating.
3: It's, it's a McVitie's uh, fruit shortcake. which um, I haven't had a fruit shortcake in ages. I quite love fruit shortcake. They're quite delicious. Yeah, yeah. They're quite a simple biscuit, but I don't know if there's something about them that just... Mm, that's one of those nice.
0: things that 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 I I feel like. Uh, never mind all the big fancy brands and stuff like that. But if like an American came over, and it'd be like, "Oh, let me. I want to try some of your your British candy." Yeah, I'd be like One thing that that it, people will be writing the headlines about it, but I bet you'd really love a, a little fruit shortcake. That's a great <sighs> thing
3: to fucking show. Mm. Them, they
0: definitely don't have that in a lot of places. That's
3: well, no, thing. it's got fruit in it. That's why. <laughs> <make> <laughs> Fruit your cake's a great I just Stick gotta, a marshmallow in there, they'd fucking love it.
0: I've got a, a just a standard cup of tea here in a little in a Halloween themed yeah. mug. We've so much Halloween cutlery and, and, and cups in this house that we have all year.
3: I've got the okay. uh, rainbow snoopy mug. Very ooh, nice. Ooh, okay. ooh, 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 ooh.
0: So we are all here, all three of us. We're back strong here on um uh, uh this six hundredth uh, episode. How are you doing, lads? It's very fitting that this is a special milestone episode because I'm I'm feeling quite nasally congested, so the listeners can look forward to that. Lots of sniffing and snorting and not sounding very pleasant on the mic. Uh, how are you, lads, doing?
3: Fantastic. Excited for our 600th episode. Um, here in the future in 2023. I don't know what any of us thought it would look like, but here we are. Shy, it mainly. If you look outside, to be fair, <laughs> but yeah. Much worse, even, in fact, than when we started. But I don't think we're the major influence on that. I blame the, the politicians, if anything. So there you go, politics guff.
0: That's it. Finally, a new feature debuting. Six hundred episodes in. We're like, we got nothing left to lose. Um, yeah, but uh, it's it's it's. It's a weird. It's a weird time of year. It's a weird time of year. I'm feeling quite, uh, qu- quite gross. But um, we never. You know. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think. Did we do any predictive features 13 years ago when we started this? We definitely didn't. We definitely didn't. Because I don't think even we really? anticipated we'd last the one year. Nah, um, definitely not. Uh, but we, um, uh, uh, we've we've somehow made it. Uh, Paul, how are you doing?
2: Great lads. I told you in the week. Actually, let's start from the beginning. Last week, I was doing a Seinfeld bit where I said, "You know what you don't see in Ireland is a shillelagh." Yeah. Oh yeah. And then what happens in the week? Walking up the captain's hill in Leixlip, man in front of me, dre- first of all, dressed madly yes. with, um, he had his like he had big baggy pants on tucked into. Socks, it looked like he looked like you know, the you see a golfer from the 20s with the big puffy pants and socks up to the middle of their their calf, anyway. What's he got in his hand? It's only a shillelagh. The first one I think I've ever seen in real life. There you go. So
3: sometimes they've probably been around you all the time. You just, uh, you know, once you were thinking about it, you were like, oh, now I see it, you know, like. You will learn a certain yeah. we well, learn a certain word, and then you start hearing that word all the time, like accoutrements. You know, you start hearing that yeah. everywhere. Um, you've probably been seeing them all the time. Mm. I don't You'll probably see boats now. I don't, I,
2: don't, I don't think so. I don't remember ever seeing one. It was a very big one as well. It was bigger than uh, it's. I guess it's like Finley used to have the 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 pistol shillelagh. This was a full AR. Thirty-three <laughs> assault rifle shillelagh. <laughs> this is a big fucking. It's not, not your
3: everyday shillelagh. This is like a five foot Going to war shillelagh. Mm.
2: This is a broadsword shillelagh. Yeah. It's like the the big one that uh, that Drew McIntyre has, or in Skyrim where you have the sword that you have to use two hands to hold. You can't have a shield. It's one of those ones. But yeah, that was that was funny. That we just had been talking about it, and then I saw
0: it. <laughs> Truman Show moment.
2: Oh, very
3: much so.
0: Very imagine much so. if, imagine if there was a Truman Show type thing, and of all things, it revolved around this podcast. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that would explain how we've been going so long. Really.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. That's what keeps us going. Um. I had a bit of a, a mostly quiet week. I did a tax return this week which I haven't done in many years. That <laughs> thankfully I don't owe any money. Um that was about the peak of the excitement this week. Yes. Although we did have we did have to take little Rosie to the vet unfortunately earlier mm. in the in, in the week. Our little mm. our little golden angel. Um she had a seizure, would you believe? <gasps> Um, in the house during the work day, which was oh. quite alarming when you're not when you're not expecting because she doesn't have any conditions that we, we were aware of, so we had absolutely no idea what to do. So let's take her to the vet and get the old surprise vet bill. Love those. Um first 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 of many, I'm sure we haven't had one yet, but she's all good. She got her bloods done. There was nothing wrong. Vet said there was no uh uh you know condition that those on earth it's possible she at something, or bopped her head, or or whatever, or just forgot to drink and got all dehydrated. So to keep an eye on her. So yeah, that was a little a little scare, but she's she's all right. She's not in the room with me at the moment. She's she's being allowed to break all the rules since she was six. So she's on the bed Aww. as we as we speak currently, uh, which I don't Aww. I don't typically approve of, but um, you know. <laughs> We let the little patient uh, get away with murder while she's unwell, um, but yeah, that was about the, the 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 peak of the week for me. Um, uh, so you know, uh, we got we got we got the vet and we got the shillelagh. Uh, uh Joe, any 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 big occurrences for you this week?
3: Um, nothing major. Kind of been out and about a little bit, but ma- mainly watching the old football this week. some uh, oh yeah, some big games on, baby. Two big Manchester United games this week. Um, so we played Barcelona on Thursday in the champions league, in the champions, Europa league. I was so close. I was so close. The champions are being runners up. Uh, (laughs) So that was a fantastic game. Uh, A bit shit. First half, if we were honest, but then bottom storm in second half, once they got Anthony on and Barca just couldn't handle it. So that was a, that was a tremendous win. Um, because most often times we've played them, they've just uh, given us a bit of a spanking. So it's nice to always nice to beat them. Um, and then today, well, League Cup final, wasn't it? it? was only the bloody, the bloody most important cup final, if you <laughs> ask me. The Carabao Cup final. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever seen a Carabao drink in the wild. Uh, I can't have. I can't say that I've ever is seen it, it,
0: it. A beverage? I had no yeah. idea. I see that word all the time, and I'm like, is it a... Wow, it's I'm like going to look it. It's, look
3: like, a it's a like a monster. It's yeah. like a monster or Red Bull, it's apparently.
2: It's of the energy drink world. Okay. okay let me I think they bit. should
3: spend probably more money on distribution rather than sponsorship, <laughs> because <laughs> I've got it the wrong way around. I've heard of it. I've definitely heard of it. I've never seen it in my life. What?
0: I have it. never seen... So I, I... It never even occurred to me what that was. I didn't even th- i didn't even know that was a brand i thought that was just some legacy name it had i i,
3: I, I, yeah, like, well, I, don't I founder of the league cup
0: yeah, yeah even even, it was named after like what i have never seen or how do you sponsor a massive English cup tournament and be this unknown what
3: that's bizarre it's weird wow okay no um so that also went well uh, yeah, in fact yeah. so well that we actually won the cup which is nice. Yeah. Lysantra Martinez, he won the world cup medal. Toss that fucking piece of shit in the bin. Cause they got the real medal. plastic shit in the bin. Um, they were really up for it. It really meant a lot, even though it's the smallest trophy, you know, in English football, they really, it meant something I think to them because they, they had a point to prove they're united as a team. Um, Mm -hmm. It was very good, and it was a good performance. Well, it wasn't a great performance, but it was a winning performance, and that's what it's about. It's about winning.
2: Yeah, based yeah. on the first game, I always thought it was going to be a, a tight uh, affair,
1: hmm.
2: kind of scrappy, because the first game in the Premier League was, was similar. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we got two two kind of goals, one off a free kick that I thought was going to be given offside. It looked like his toe might have been offside, mm. but it might have been one of those angles where actually he was onside. Yeah. And then a lucky deflection, which we always seem to concede. So it was nice for us to get a lucky deflection going. Absolutely. Um, nice for Karius in goals that there wasn't any <laughs> further embarrassing blunders for him. He, I
3: thought he he did well for He, a, he had a fine goal. game, yeah. He hasn't played in two years. Uh, he, didn't, he didn't cause any problems. Um, I, think, I think he flapped a little bit of the second one. I don't think he could have saved it anyway. It was... a too harsh deflection a, a, but
2: a deflection from point blank
3: rate. the fact that he kind of flapped at it though made it look like a little bit like it was his fault he should have just let it go <laughs> like, oh i couldn't save that shit never mind um but other than that he was he was fine and all, all the lads were good all the lads were good yeah.
2: um, i think again the ten hag thing lately is the substitutions were very good Yeah sir came on won every tackle he went for it looked yeah. like um who else come on? Sancho, come on.
3: Tomine um, Tomine and Sabitzer.
2: look good. Well, Sabitzer, look. yeah, I two, two bouncers. Uh, Juan, Missaka. Juan Missaka. Juan I thought was excellent. Yeah. In the second half. And, uh, yeah, it was funny, in midweek, the Barcelona game, which I thought was a much better performance in the second half, my friend Sean was over watching it with me. But he had training, so he could only stay for the first half. <laughs> <Interesting>. <laughs> so he, he only saw the rubbish bit of the game and had to leave and miss the good bit of the game, which is quite funny. But... um, <laughs> Yeah, the Barcelona game was was tremendously entertaining as as a United fan. Mm-hmm. Um, very very fun, and Barcelona, even though across the, the the couple of legs, they scored their three goals. Um, they, they, they're they're very typical Spanish side, aren't they? They love controlling the game, passing the ball, mm-hmm. and not really looking like scoring a lot. I mean, they had a penalty a cross that w- wasn't touched and just went in the corner. Yeah. And uh, I don't even remember their first goal from the, the first leg. but um, well, It was probably it was probably
3: shit. I can't remember.
2: Definitely dodgy. Was, oh, no, it was from the corner. It was the back. Oh, yeah,
3: yeah. dodgy. Very dodgy. Goal. Well, that, that's a goal. That, that's no. a goal. The other two mm. were,
2: were just kind of, I don't want to call them freak goals, but like they kind of were. You know, the penalty, I thought, was soft. And then yeah, they didn't look like scoring at all in that second game. And Barcelona, you would associate with a high scoring team Like you look at Messi's mm. records over the years obviously he's gone now but they looked very hard uh, or like, like a goal was very hard to come by
3: mm-hmm. from them which
2: is mad that they're absolutely walking La Liga
3: well, I think they're, de- they're more of a defensive team now their defensive record is insane it's really great it's hardly, <laughs> hardly conceded a goal all season in the league they, they've
2: conceded more than half of the goals they've conceded in yeah. La Liga this year in the two games against United yeah. So, but that was a great, great result. This one's obviously what I would like to see now. I, I, you don't obviously don't want to say fucking f- fuck off the FA Cup. Don't worry about it. But like United play two games a week now until I think the end of March, basically mm. West Ham in the FA Cup in midweek and then Liverpool at the weekend. I think in the FA Cup, you got to have your Lindelof,
3: Maguire playing. and it's a pizza in there. He's good enough.
2: After... So exactly after these two games the barcelona or the pair of barcelona legs with the leicester one in the middle then cup final i think you got to give the players a little bit of a rest before the liverpool game at the weekend so i'd mm. like to see i'd like to see rashford fernandez
3: although liverpool are pretty shit <laughs> maybe they should, should play run. the first team against west ham and then play the reserves against liverpool <laughs> <laughs> might not matter possibly
2: yeah, definitely from a United fan point of view, a um, hell of a week. Mm. Uh, on another footy um, topic, how long do Chelsea go before Potter gets the sack?
3: One I, one one win in their last eleven games, I believe, is the statistic. And is it one one goal every three games or something like that? Right. So it's pretty for, for a mark. team that's bought two full forward lines since the summer team that's got 30 different senior Strikers. internationals <laughs> um i think i i thought today was the last straw. i but even i think must be time to get rid of him isn't it because you, you you almost wanted to work out for him even though we we mm-hmm. obviously
2: don't want chelsea to do well as united fans as, coming from brighton and and the fact that you, I assume even more for you, you want to see younger English managers hmm. be able to make that step up to, to, to the top level. But my God, what a disaster it's been for Potter since he joined the team. Like The, the well, team he left have been doing much, much better than the team he joined. Yeah, uh,
3: Just a bad fit, bad... Um, maybe it's a cultural fit. He's a small small club manager. And he's a big personality, you know what I mean? You need to come in and be... You need to do an Eric Ten Hag, just come in and fire someone on the first day, Be like get the fuck out of my mouth. <laughs> just set the tone. But he hasn't really done that. He's just sort of a nice guy. It seems like,
2: yeah. I mean, that's the thing. You 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 would say the top managers in the league at the moment have those big personalities. Your your Pep, your Klopp, mm. uh, now Ten Hag. But then, then again, you, historically, you, you know, I wouldn't say Arteta is necessarily bad. Arteta seems a little, based on what we saw in oh. the old Arsenal documentary,
3: a little bit of a more uh,
2: uh, not a quiet man necessarily, but he n- not not a huge personality like
3: that. Yeah, but I don't think and you, have, you to have to be um, like Shouty McShouterson. But like Ancelotti is not a, a manager who would shout and scream. Yeah, but did you see
2: the of the he was smoking.
3: Exactly. That's that's what I mean. He's got he's got the aura. He's got the personality to command. You know the yeah. players, whereas uh, certain managers don't.
2: And obviously, their Probably. scattergun approach to signing players mm. doesn't point towards a long-term strategy either Well, it is long-term in the sense that they've all got nine-year contracts or whatever but um yeah i don't know i fear for him and then like that's two two managers sacked in the season for chelsea if that happens mm-hmm. and who, who who in their right mind would want to go to chelsea uh, right now in the state they're in
3: i don't know there's definitely a few people i think <laughs> Probably not Pochettino because of the Spurs. Allard- Allardyce, keep him up. Yeah, Redknapp. It'll be great. It. <laughs> well, he would love the wheel and the deal in there. After these Just, Jesse Marsh. <laughs> oh, God. Um God. Yeah, interesting to see how that plays out because they are 10th at the moment. 10th <laughs> <Tenth laughs> difference. Not showing any sign of
2: improvement at mm-hmm. all. Mm-hmm. Liverpool look like they were kind of moving that direction then. The, the nil-all draw there yesterday wasn't what they wanted. Um, but yeah, there's your footy, Guff. Anyway, I also, in the week, I was a man who went on one date once. Then I was a man who went on a second date. Now I'm a man who's been on a third date. Ooh. And it was so lovely. Um, uh, we went for a hike in the Wicklow Mountains. Nice. To the Hellfire Club which is so a nice, old, abandoned uh, building on top of a mountain where, apparently, the uh, the elite from Ireland's old, old times would go and elite. sacrifice women and do rituals and <laughs> stuff. Watch Stranger Things together. Yeah. <laughs> Getting
3: fights with CM Punk. <laughs> really, nice,
2: really nice hike up the Wicklow Mountains, anyway. That was lovely. And then we went for a drive through the Wicklow Mountains. Then we stopped at a little... Uh pub in the Wicklow Mountains for lunch, and then we drove down to the south side of Dublin to the Kaliny Hill Park, I think it is, for another walk around for an hour in the park. And then went home, and it was great. Really, really, really enjoyed it. Lovely. Nice. Lovely dates. So, this week, I'm a man who's been on three dates. By this time next week, I'll have been a man who's been on four dates, Oof. because we're going to the cinema on Thursday. We've right? What are you going to go see? I'm going to go see After Sun. Oh, great. Because it's on the Oscar list. And it's uh, It's still
0: showing. Because
2: obviously, with the Oscar buzz, some cinemas are still. Yeah, I
0: assume, uh, yeah, re re emerging perhaps. Yeah, so i go Mm. see that on Thursday.
2: And uh, even more importantly, not date related or love life related, but I'm also going (laughs) to the cinema on Wednesday to the Dublin International Film Festival (laughs) to see a little film called Blackberry. Okay directed by a man called Matt Johnson who is better known to me From as one half, one half of the uh the uh Nirvana the band oh yeah oh okay you know, we we shop Wednesday boys yes so he's, he's the he's not the one who sings the song he's the one who uh comes up with the idea to sing the song but then the other guy obviously has a reverse so Matt Johnson is he's, he's also a film director as well as creator and star of that show that I a door. so he's a new movie out uh, about BlackBerry, about the company, the the phone. Oh, cool! So uh, I think does BlackBerry um,
0: still exists, or no? It does. Uh, I don't like know it. if they, yeah, uh, I think they exist. do.
2: In some form. But uh, I'll yeah. be going to see that and he will be in attendance. So maybe I'll
0: Oh nice.
2: Maybe I'll be able to tap my show and go, brother. I know this isn't a, this is a film festival, not a meet and greet, but uh
0: sign my golden eye cartridge or something. <laughs> no, go up <laughs> to him and go, brother, what your show is not watchable anywhere. Can you like stick it up on <laughs> the old YouTube or something? I've been talking also, about it on my podcast for years. I've
2: got the Google Drive link. Uh yeah. Let's do something with it. But yeah, that'd be really nice. So if I get a chance to meet him and shake his hand or something, that'd be great. That'd be nice, yeah. Say, brother, I love your show. Sorry, I had to steal it because it's not available anywhere.
0: That'd oh, right, I would apologize. <laughs> yeah. Come on now.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, their show is nearly entirely around using
0: IP that they don't own. So yeah, they, they'll understand, you know. Um, yeah, that'd be interesting. Yeah, I got, I'm interested to hear how that goes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, That was a very traditional life golf segment from us there. We don't really have any wrestling related news um, to chat about. I mean, in the last 24 hours, there was quite a lot of um, rumbling and moving and shaking on top without any kind of new revelations. I don't know if you saw any of the kind of punk stuff that was kind of spilling about yesterday it, it was really it was really kind of mountains out of molehills it kind of seemed like a couple of, it seemed like people are kind of loosening their tongues a little bit on on certain things there were some things uh some sort of uh observer site adjacent people were, were saying some things on some discord channels that then got screenshotted and, and shown around kind of just cementing stuff that that people already knew um uh just that uh, you know um uh, that Hangman was going to win the double or nothing match and and when the workers rights promo thing happened punk explicitly changed that and <clears throat> and that Mox and punk had serious issues and and things like that and then there's the kind of continuing back and forth saga, depending on which website you read and which 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 uh, uh, you know Patreon and or newsletter you subscribe to about whether or not Vince is back in WWE is probably the other thing. But again, mm. that's not confirmed either way. There was there was I think there's been like two or three people saying that they've heard from people in the industry that their idea is being batted around that sounds so vince that they're certain he's back. But he's not, you know, formally back. And so any, anyone who's asked in a formal capacity says no. But, you know, the the <laughs> the tells are all there. So, um, yeah, but that, it all, it, there there's a lot of tittle-tattle going back and forth on those two right. stories for the last 24 hours. Nothing too salacious. Yeah. Um, I mean, in regards to a
2: very quick explain, and hmm, I wonder, hmm, Tiger, uh, which Barry will love me, you say it that way for a change. Um, I still think that in in regards to that whole punk thing, that Hangman was totally in the wrong with that promo. You know, yeah. as much as there there is about the punk and his attitude towards um, this and that, um, for for Hangman to have brought that up on TV live with no discussion with Punk, pre- uh, presumably, I think he's I think he was absolutely in the wrong. And if that was something that directly or indirectly, with regards to Punk's involvement, made Tony Khan decide to put the title on Punk instead, I totally understand that as insane.
3: Like I have no problem with that. Mm, yeah, bit, bit of an overreaction there. Maybe it wasn't like he. Called his mother a whore or anything, you know? Yeah. No, but, 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 you know, like, it was I know wrong. The- I, I think I went definitely in the wrong. I think most people, well, I don't know if most people, but sensible people like us. Um, <laughs> correct,
0: correct people, yeah. Think well, that. But,
3: well, when you read about,
2: about the beers, Joe, as, as we have <laughs> as of magazines and so
3: inside on. the ropes, he's been on that one again, yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> No, but you, you, you do hear about, the 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 unspoken code and and tacit trust between wrestlers and i know to to us outsiders it might sound over the top but you know when they Mm -hmm. say stuff like well if he's gonna shoot on me in a promo how can i trust him in the ring with my body or you know obviously with the right back situation as well you know he's obviously been burned before so, you know, I, I can kind of see, I can sure. see the point of view with regards to that. Yeah.
0: It was, yeah I, the funny thing is, I, I definitely agree that, that, that Hangman deciding to get a little shot in because of all this tension and anxiety that there was backstage um, about the cold thing, I think that was unprofessional and that was wrong. But I think, first of all, I think Punk's receipt was excessively stiff doing the, the fake call-out. To a top babyface who knew he couldn't actually go out, I thought that was. I thought that was that was stiffer than the original remark. I think, but if you're going to do that, I would say, okay, well, let that be the receipt. Sure. I think. I think doing that and then also saying I will never lose to this man is also an insane overreaction, an absolutely insane overreaction. Like, like, like. <laughs> pick. I. I think they're both too harsh, but pick one, do one, and don't do the other. Like to to do the thing where he called him out when hangman couldn't physically go out because he wasn't scheduled to and then also not lose to him i think is a lot but again look we're relitigating 2022's hottest issue um yeah and there was there was also just like little little you know um little bits of sort of anecdotal half news going around that basically after that whole thing then punk was very hands-on with with tony khan and rebooking basically everything he did right up until the point he left and and You know, maybe some people getting some stories out that that point towards people not being happy with the level of uh, Punk's side Tony took in that whole thing right up until the point he straight up had had to kick him out or he had to leave or whatever. Um. So yeah. Look, it, it it One thing. One thing that whole thing made me think about was just, it. Just seems like it's. I would say tensions seem extremely high uh, there still at the moment, and I don't see any major resolutions to it. There was also the again very kind of wishy washy. No one going super hard on the record, but there was the, you know, uh, Kenny Omega's contract maybe being up soon, and maybe he wants to leave, and maybe. <laughs> there's a dispute going on where Tony Khan wants to sneak injury time WWE style onto his contract. And Hmm. that's not a practice I really approve of. I think that's very shitty. Um, uh, But the the funny thing about, about guys like, like Omega, not that he couldn't go to WWE, but it's just so hard for me to envisage that. I mean, I think he's smartly just playing both sides, but I, I don't see him leaving. But again, very, very kind of, People obviously want to say things, but aren't saying things when it comes to, to a lot of those stories, you know.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't be against him moving nope. necessarily. I I, I, I appreciate the the uh, the open market for Absolutely. wrestlers to, to move. I mean, we saw with Cody Rhodes how how uh, done he was to an extent uh, in AEW by the for the last couple of months. You know, basically not involved in anything notable or good at all. Uh, and the crowd reactions to him And then move to WWE Fresh New lease of life what yeah. So Yeah I, I wouldn't mind You know Because um, frankly Omega and the Young Bucks What once were A highlight Of AWTV Now Frankly The matches are good But Very little interest In what they're doing um, Their personalities Their characters Aren't really doing it for me At the moment So Who's to say He doesn't He doesn't go over there For a while and people in WWE who get stale look, fuck it, we'll take Roman Reigns in AW, It's fine, <laughs> 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 you know, like fuck okay. it. But yeah, I, I like that. There's um, that kind of old territory thing of the, the cowboy comes into the, the town, does his thing for a while until it kind of runs out of steam. I think it was on to the next one for a while, and that that keeps things fresh anyway. So I I, I enjoy that
0: uh i'm sure if there is more to that story we'll probably get it soon but you yeah, know no no real major news uh in in the wrestling world this week we'll talk more about AEW as we get to the television uh do we have a quiz this week
3: boys that's the question we do have a quiz we oh, have oh. only law connect as done by joe excellent Uh-oh. um the quiz invented by Paul, which he nicked off a tele program, which is on BBC Two.
1: Yeah,
3: invented, say the quiz bit out loud, and the semi-finals of which are next week. By the way, it was a great semi-final last week. If anyone caught and connect, okay. uh, very, very, very good. Um, but yeah, I've come up with a, a few questions. Same, same format. We've got um, eight questions. Um, oh, eight questions with various uh, categories. And connections between each of the yeah. things, each of the list. The guys have to guess what the connection is based on um, based on various answers. And the quicker they get it, the more points they get. Okay. So, who wants to go first? I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll flip something. I've got a button here. Oh, the most our most coin-like flippable object so far. Actually, these are stuck together, so I'll flip the whole thing. Okay, so we've got little mustache man with a boombox. Oh hell yeah! Or we've got little redheaded singing thing. So Barry, you call it? Do you want boombox or singing thing? A singing thing. I'll go for. No, it was boombox. So Paul, Paul, you get to go first. Okay. So eight questions, Paul. Do you want to pick your um pick your number? Number one. one. Okay. So the first, uh, what do we call these? First thing, the first category. First category. Oh no! At uh, first, first, the first group. They're people, aren't they? Example. First person. Yeah, yeah. The first, the first, yeah. The first one is Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon,
2: um, wrestling
0: alleged diddlers.
3: Uh, not correct. Yeah. Over to Barry for a guess.
0: Um, WWE champions who vacated without a defense.
3: Oh, very good one, but not correct. Um, so the second, second. Uh, entry Jim Crockett
2: oh okay um, Wrestling Observer Promoter of the Year winner it's a
3: good guess oh. but it's not right but it's not right it's a, a good guess but it's not right over to Barry
0: second generation promoters
3: no unfortunately not not correct there mm. so third uh, back to Paul Brian Pillman
2: Mm. Wow! Um, Oh, I think I might know this. Brian Pillman. Pillman. Um.
3: I'm not seeing it. I'll pass. Coyote Barry.
0: Um. Observer most disgusting promotional tactic winners
3: no that's not correct unfortunately so down to down to the final ones this is for one point if either of you can get it uh paul fourth one Rey mysterio is it juniors <laughs> it is juniors yes oh it's uh, so close to be specific they're all they're, they can all be juniors and seniors so Vince McMahon, oh, juniors, senior. Oh, uh, yeah okay that i they've all got a dad with the same name okay we'll son with the yeah. same name so yeah Correct little uh, point for Paul there. Very good. Very good. Well done. Well, I think so. Ray Mysterios was his uncle, though, wasn't his dad, right? Oh, so no, know his dad, yeah, but they're all junior seniors. All yeah. right, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Okay. Cool. So over to you, Barry. Uh, pick, a num- pick a number. Uh, five. Okay, number five. <sighs> okay, first answer, Mill Mascaras. Mill Mascaras. Uh.
0: Uh, Luchador is in the WWE Hall of Fame.
3: That's incorrect. Over to you, Paul. Is it um, people who eliminated themselves from the Royal Rumble? Very good guess, but it's not correct. It's very, that's a very, very good, that's a very good guess. very good guess. so, the second answer: Norman Smiley, hmm. Mill Mascaris Norman Smiley, uh,
0: WCW Hardcore
3: Champions. No, that's not correct. Paul?
0: I don't think Mill Mascaris ever held that. That's, was, that's that was, probably that unlikely. It that was that's worth a bad bad point guess. anyway. Listen, they had a lot of luchadors. Come on, then.
2: Will oh, Norman Smiley. I don't know. Wigglers? <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, it is not Wigglers. Um, back to you, Barry. Third. Junkyard Dog. Mill Norman Smiley, Junkyard Dog. Um...
0: Oh god, I have absolutely no idea. Um, uh, absolutely no idea. Uh, a career is in Puerto Rico. But.
3: Nope, nope. Um, Paul. No. No. Skip know. it. Okay, final answer: Major League Wrestling.
0: Major League Wrestling,
3: Mill Mascaris, Norman Smiley, Junkyard Dog, Major League Wrestling.
0: Uh, they've all had litigation with WWE.
3: <laughs> no, probably, but that's not the, <laughs> that's not the answer we've got. Paul, I have no idea. I will say this is the trickiest one out of the eight. To be honest, so I might give you a bit more time if you uh, or a few clues if you can't get it, Paul. Oh God!
2: Um, something to do with that they they retired and came back after a, a period of ten years. I don't
3: know. No, no, it's not there. So I'll give you, I'll give you a clue, and then if anyone can can shout out I guess, they'll, out. they'll get a point. So this is this is a wordplay one. Is a forget about the wrestling connections.
0: Okay.
3: Think about the names: Mill Mascaris, Norman Smiley, Junkyard Dog, Major League Wrestling. I don't
0: want to appear. No, they go by initials.
3: Uh, no, no more than everyone does. But...
2: <laughs> uh... <laughs> I'm not even seeing the wordplay link here because I did. I did think that there was, that angle was possible.
0: I didn't see it. <laughs> oh, they all have measurements in their name.
3: Oh, Barry gets it.
0: Well, that's, done. that's impossible. That is impossible. No,
3: that is a very only connect uh, <laughs> question. League yard, league yard, mile, mile, and it's mill. It's a It's very Rockbusters. Rock mile Mor- in, in mile. His, name, is Norman, Norman, isn't Norman Miley. his is, name isn't
0: Norman Miley. My, it's mile. Okay, that that was
3: a That is a tough. No, that is a perfect Cromulan question. The baffled both of you. No, I do need a
2: friend. When they got that
3: one. So, third back to Paul. What uh, yeah. number do you want? Uh we go for number eight. Number eight, okay. Uh WrestleMania 35. Oh
2: Jesus.
3: Um
0: 35.
2: I don't know when that was. Or what what that was. 35. What was this year? Oh god. Uh, I have no idea. Um was it? There- huh.
0: Thirty-five. Huh. No, I pass.
3: Okay, over to you, Barry. WrestleMania 35.
0: Uh, highest gates in wrestling history.
3: No, not correct. Um, second clue, back to Paul. Final battle 2018.
1: Oh, my goodness.
0: I don't know anything about either of those
2: shows. I can't remember <laughs> a Final Battle 2018. Yeah, I really can't. I mean, you couldn't remember <laughs> WrestleMania 35 either of so It's
3: not a great start. Um, no, no guesses.
2: Uh, Pay per views that Brian. No, not Brian in 2018. What the fuck was that <laughs> um, Pay per views that
3: someone wrestled on both. <laughs> <laughs> no, not correct. Um, so, Barry, no guess from you?
0: Um. No, no I couldn't even. Okay. I couldn't even yeah.
3: Back to Paul, uh WrestleMania twenty. Ooh,
2: this one I should know. WrestleMania twenty. Is it
3: pay per views in New York? No. Good, New Yorker, no? good. Good guess, um, but not okay. correct. Okay. Barry, any guesses? You got WrestleMania 35, Final Battle 2018, WrestleMania 20. Where it all begins again.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to think. Where it all
3: begins again, again.
0: The the main events aren't jumping out to me. Um, Oh, God. um, Shows where people in the main event are now dead.
3: No, uh, oh, is that correct? No, that's not correct. Um, it's back to your poll for the final final answer. Okay. Uh, Unbreakable 2005.
2: Ooh! oh, I do know this. Well, I, I know what that's notable for, but what is the link here? Is it oh, is
3: it? Tr- Triple threat matches in the main event. Yes, that is correct. They all had a triple threat main event. So WrestleMania 35 was the women first ever women's main event uh, with Becky and Rhonda and Charlotte. Oh yeah. WrestleMania 20 was of course, triple H HBK Benoit. Uh, Final battle was Briscoe's versus SCU versus Young Bucks, And of course, Unbreakable 2005 was Paul's favorite match. No, Daniel. no, no.
2: Turning Point 2005 is my favorite. It's just Joe and Styles. But Unbreakable is the one that everybody loves
3: with Daniels. Oh wait, you like the the singles match? I like the singles. But but I
0: yeah, yeah. I know. I knew that. He said that so many times. So I, I,
2: that.
3: Thought I could have sworn it was a triple threat match. Oh, anyway, you still hey, get a point. The, the, the the
2: triple threat is very close behind. Don't worry. I love that you, match. Too.
3: You still get a point. Yeah. Um, so it's one to pause. So we go back to Barry's choice. We've got two, three, four, six, and seven. I'll go two. Okay, number two, um, Hulk Hogan.
0: Um, people who've testified against WWE, <laughs> not correct.
3: Back uh, right to you, uh, Paul.
2: Uh, world champions in WWE and WCW, uh,
3: not correct. Okay, Barry. Second, second entry, uh, Ray Mysterio. Harry. him again <laughs> I'm serial
0: one and last titles on the same day
3: no not bad guess but uh, not correct. Uh, back to you Paul
0: um, Criminal
3: children <laughs> <laughs> um, no that is that's not correct unfortunately that's a good answer. Uh, okay number three for Barry the blade. Blade.
0: Okay. Maybe serial blade. I know it,
3: by the way. Oh, oh, he's, te- he's teasing
0: you. Oh, God. I know. I, I 100% know it. <laughs> um, oh, how could you possibly know it? Oh, God.
2: People uh, who were th- bald. Don't forget who came up with this game, brother.
3: <laughs> Blame the game, not the player. What, what did you say, Brian? People who are bald. No, uh, no. That's, that's incorrect. No, this is... this Paul? is. Um, can you get it?
2: Yeah, Marvel uh, comic characters.
3: Yes, uh-huh. that's correct. Any guess on the fourth one?
2: Oh, that's a, that's a good question. Um, I, can, I can
0: have a point if I guess it... Um... Uh, is it Steven Ironman? <laughs> no,
2: no, no. Hang on,
0: hang on. Uh, Yeah, let,
2: let's let's try to see what the fourth. Let's try and guess the fourth one.
3: Um, God, uh,
2: that's so obvious. Now that has been said.
3: I mean, there's quite a few possible. answers.
2: Yeah, because we have Hulk, Mysterio, and Blade. Obviously, there. Mm. Um, God, Storm.
3: Tony Storm is an acceptable answer. I would have yeah. taken that. The. Answer that I've got is Loki. So I think, that, hey, uh, yeah, I think yeah, that would have been the giveaway. So yeah, yes, yeah, but well yeah. done well done Paul getting that one. Right. two points. So you Paul currently leads four one at the halfway point, so Barry's got a little <laughs> bit of a little bit of work to do. Um, but yeah. we go back to Paul for the next choice. Yeah, I got number four, okay, Number four, okay. The big show.
2: We'll, um people who wrestled in WWE under more than one name?
3: Nope, not correct. Okay. Barry?
0: Uh, people who won the world title on their first night.
3: No, good guess, but it's not correct. Um, so back to Paul. Num- number two, China.
2: Hmm. Big show in China. Hmm. All white, Georgia.
3: Big show, no? big show, know. China. No guesses, okay. Barry, any me. guess on that one? Big show in China what uh, connects them.
0: W- wrestled occasionally under their real
3: name. No, that's not correct. Um, third clue in your house. Wow,
2: we've had, uh, wrestlers and. Uh, pay-per-views mixed together here. Um, Big show. China in your house.
3: No, I don't know. I guess. Uh, Back to you,
0: Barry. I was about to say something that's not even true, but I'll... (laughs) debuted
3: in 1995 that's correct <laughs> wait well, China well. debuted
0: in 1995 in like obviously yeah.
3: not WWE no that was her first her first match was 1995 Yeah, very good so that's a big three points for the Barry lad he needed that one no sorry two, really, two points yeah. for the Barry lad. Yeah,
0: that was literally just going on in your house and I, I yeah yeah okay wow very good what was Any,
3: the fourth one was WCW Monday Nitro uh, so all those that. all those things started in 1995. Okay, back to you, Barry. Three, six, or seven. Seven. Okay, seven. 1953.
0: Um. Start years for the longest reigns in WWE
3: history. <sighs> it's a very good guess, but it's not correct. Any guesses on what? On 1953 connection is.
2: Um, is it the WWE chain, changing ownership?
3: Um, no, yeah. no, okay. it's not. Not the connection. Okay.
2: Uh, second clue. It's
3: Barry. 1963. Okay, so 1953 and
0: 1963. Um. Uh, very similar to Paul's, but I'll, I'll do it anyway. Years of WWE name changes.
3: He's only bloody got it. It's three points to Barrett. yes. So 19, 1953. The other answers would have been 1979 and 2002. 2002. Yeah. So it's years that the WWE changed its name. So founded in 1953 as the capital uh, wrestling corporation, yeah. Broke away from the NWA in 1963 and became the WWWF. Vince took over in 79 and it became WWF. And then, of course, the lawsuit yeah. in 2002 to WWE. So very good. You're close, Paul, but it, it, yeah, that it was, was only only one of the answers. Was no, was no so argument, there. no argument about that. So I couldn't give you that one. But, um, yeah, well done. So it's Paul's choice, and we've got left three yeah. and we'll six. We we'll go for number three. Number. Three. Okay, so first, MetLife Stadium.
2: Um, is it state stadiums which have hosted WrestleMania under more than one name?
3: No, no, good guess. That's not it. Okay. Um, to you, Barry.
0: So it's just MetLife Stadium is the first is the only one. That's the first one. Yeah. Um. I said this about a different category, but I'll go again. Uh, venues for the largest gates in wrestling history.
3: That is correct. He gets it after one. Oh, oh he's pulling this back. Where is he getting them from? That was
0: Roxena, so
3: Yeah. yeah. So second one. So first one MetLife Stadium. Second one, MetLife Stadium. In, right. Third one, Pontiac Silverdome. And fourth, AT&T Stadium. Um, so it was, it's the biggest ever WWE attendances, which would also be the biggest wrestling Easy, attendance, yeah. paid wrestling attendances, uh, in reverse order. So it's WrestleMania 29, 35, 3, and then 32, which Barry was at. So very well done. So Barry's now stormed, he's, he's won it. He's 10-4 up. With <laughs> one left. So wow. Paul, somehow he's turned it around. Um, but, Paul, you I, was, I, I was Barcelona in the first half, Joe. And... No, no, no. <laughs> Suddenly, Barry made a few substitutions. and then this <laughs> went yeah,
0: I got my good brain out. Uh,
3: so we have one left, which goes to uh, Barry first. Yeah. Um, Jake the Snake Roberts. Um...
0: Uh... No, that'd be too obvious. I was gonna say, I was gonna say, beyond the mass featured people, but you'd, that'd be incredibly obvious straight mm. away. Uh, pfft, AEW managers.
3: No, good guess, uh, Paul. Any any guesses on that one? No, mm, no, no. Okay. Um, second clue: Kenny Omega.
0: Uh, people who spend time in something called florida championship wrestling <laughs>
3: uh, no that is not correct uh paul any guesses on those two
2: is it that their surname is smith
3: oh it's got it
2: it's got it off to two <laughs> well done
3: oh, That's a great wow that was, that was a good one um, smith Jr. and tyson smith tyson smith yes the uh clue number three would have been the british bulldog david and wow. david smith and yeah. the fourth one would have been the british bulldog junior who is harry smith so they all have the okay, real we got, we got some, some pride at
0: the end there very good yeah no i think that's i think that's two solid performances out of the two of us of yeah. Course, yeah if we're being fair now well done
3: 10 10 7 Barry. Ten well seven.
0: done a commendable score very very good Very good. Uh, Yes, highly competitive. Highly competitive. Good stuff, Joe. Thank you so much for that. Uh, We'll segue on there to emails. Just when you thought the fun was over. I have an email. Uh,
2: Subject, 20,000 light tubes in Beijing. Um, It's from our friend Will. Will. Will the paul edition of what the barry lad thinks oh so it's episode 600 Ooh. so let's double it up on the cues why
0: not oh why not absolutely
2: i ask a question with numerical answer paul locks in his answer joe and barry guess what his answer will be closest wins a point real answers included at the end this week's theme star wars Brackets, I may have gone too far in some places. <laughs> <laughs> let me just grab something that I can mark my answers in. So. so obviously I haven't looked at these yet. In the name of the quiz, I, as soon as I saw the email come in, I put it away. Sure. And um, let me get my notes app open here.
0: Alrighty. So, okay. for anyone who's new, this is this is me and Joe having to guess what Paul thinks the answer to these questions are, not what the answer is. Yeah, um, we did a version of this last week and a couple of a couple of weeks ago as well. This is a, this is a, this is a fun quiz. Okay. Question number one:
2: How many languages is C-3PO fluent in? I'm going to lock in my answer. We didn't actually arrange, by the way, yet who's going to go first. So I'll just say um, I'll just say that Barry will go first. <laughs> I'm the quiz <Chris laughs> master. I decide. Um, how many languages C3PO fluent in? I'm going to lock in my answer now.
0: Okay, you locked in. Barry, do, do you have a guess? Yes, uh, I will say 700.
2: 700.
0: Oh, I go. thought it was a lot... It's probably yeah, this, this is this is pretty much just stab in the dark. I really have I'm, no idea.
3: I'm going to right say uh, three thousand. I actually think All it's right. a lot higher, but I don't okay. know. Um, obviously, we'll check the real answers at the end.
2: I've gone uh, for eight million. as Ah,
3: answer. okay, okay, yeah. <laughs>
2: um, doesn't he say something like? Uh, I th- Binary protocol—it's like a second language to me. I speak over eight thousand languages. Yeah,
0: it's funny because he says it a million times across mm-hmm. all the films. I don't know how I don't mm-hmm. know the actual number. It probably is yeah, something I've, like eight million.
2: I've gone for eight million there anyway. Right. So
0: who? So uh, Joe was closer, I guess.
2: Um, Joe is closer. So one point for Joe.
0: Nice. nice Question nice, number nice. two:
2: What was the number of the order that Palpatine gives to kill off the Jedi? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Joe, you're up first.
3: Um, I'm going to yeah, say I have, my, I have my answer locked in just before you. Don't okay, show us; we have to guess. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to say 66.
0: Okay, Barry. I'm also going to say 66. I know
3: <laughs> you know that. Okay. Execute order 66. I do indeed know that. So yeah. that's one one point for each of the boys. You underestimate how. Nerdy, we are well. We all know uh, Order 66. You underestimate that I know Order 66.
2: Okay. Question number three. How many moons does Endor have? Mm. Oh. Okay. I'm going to guess that it has Ooh, that many moons.
0: Okay. Barry. Uh, again i don't know what the truth is or what you would think i'm just gonna pick a number and say six
3: okay joe i was thinking four so i'll go for go for four
2: barry gets the point of that one i went i went
3: nine nine Um, moons my
2: logic is if there's a moon that's the forest moon they would if it was if there was only a few, they'd call it the moon, the, the mm. small moon. The fact that it's the forest moon, in the case of me, they probably have a lot of moons.
1: All right.
2: Um, so I've gone for nine moons on Endor. And that's one point for Barry on that one. Okay. Question number four How many parsecs does Han Solo claim he completed the Kessel run in?
3: This is back to that's, me, is
2: it? That's back to Barry.
3: Oh, God. No, he went first last time. Oh, sorry. Oh. No, it is Joe. Yeah, oh, sorry. Joe, my apologies.
2: Cheers. I think 13. Joe says 13.
0: Barry? I, th- I, I can't. I'm trying to remember. Is it this number or is it this number, teen? I'm going to say four, just four.
2: Uh, no, Joe is closer there. I believe Hansola says that he did the on in 12 parsecs. 12, okay. Um So I've gone for 12 on that one. Uh, so that's one point for Joe. Yeah, baby. He was closer to what the Paul lad thinks. Uh Question number five. How many at are involved in the Battle of Hoth? Oh,
0: God.
2: at are the... Four-legged walkers, Four-legged, not, the, big not boys. the chicken walkers. Yeah, They're yeah. the ATSTs. How many of them were involved in the Battle of Hoth? This is about to be uh, okay. I'm going to lock in my answer.
0: Okay, Barry. Right. Okay, I will say six.
3: Okay, Joe. Um, I think this... Is, I'm going to go four.
2: Four. Well. In in a a mirror of last week, where I was somehow on the on the ball, I've put six Barry dead on. Ooh, 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 I'm thinking there probably conceptually should have been more, but maybe with what they could do in
0: 1980s. Well, yeah, yeah, because they topple on screen, the two, don't probably. They? Yeah, yeah, and you can see a couple in the background. So I was like, okay. So I've
2: gone for six ATATs. So that's one point for Barry. Next question. How many Star Wars games has Barry played? <laughs> oh Jesus. That is actually a Oh god. I'm going to Okay, but again, it's how ha- it's what do I think? So,
0: don't I know yeah. I I cuz I'm sure I'm sure you know he doesn't actually have the answer, so Yeah. I'll try to think what what you would guess. Okay, I have my my guess is locked in. I'm actually gonna have to like write these out after the quiz. Uh, it's Joe now, isn't it? My
3: okay. Oh
0: God! Joe has to guess what Paul thinks I have played.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'll go. i seven. Seven. Barry? Yeah.
0: I I'm gonna go twelve.
1: Twelve.
2: 12. Sorry, I might be underestimating. I've gone five. It's ah. way more than five.
0: It's way more than five. Okay. Uh, I was well, thinking.
2: I was thinking. Jedi Fallen Order. Battle Battlefront Two. And then I'm thinking back to like all the good ones around like N64 and GameCube. The fucking previous Star Wars game, or you might have played, but like previous Star Wars games were fucking dreadful. Um, okay, I, I went five. Obviously, that was low. Sorry, Mary, I thought your attention would have been directed on on other games. But right, you've played a load of Star Wars games, have you? Ah,
0: uh, yeah. I'm gonna for the remainder of this quiz, I'm gonna list them out and see what what the actual number is, as okay. best my memory concerns. Well, obviously, yeah, obviously. Uh, Will can't
2: provide us that number. Obviously. No, no, of course, yeah. We'll get, we'll get the the real answer anyway. So that's one point for Joe. How many views does the Plinket Star Wars Phantom Menace Part One of Seven have? Uh, okay, this is back to me, is it? Yeah. Well, let me lock in my. Answer let me know. First. Let me know when you're locked in. Yeah. How many views would that have by now? Okay, I'm I'm going to say that. Okay, my my answer is locked in.
0: Uh, I'm going to say you, one and a half
3: million.
2: One and a half million,
3: Joe. I was thinking a bit higher, we'll go 1.9 million. Oh, his price is right
2: at it. Uh, I've gone way higher because wow. I think their, their normal videos get one and a half million. I've said that that's probably got about 12.5. Wow. <laughs> no, 12. no five.
0: definitely not. I don't think so. I,
2: I, yeah, we, can, we we can check. obviously, later on. Um, so that's one point for Joe again. Um. And anyway, it's not the right answer that matters. It's what I know. I know but I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. How many different color lightsabers are there in the Star Wars canon? Oh God!
0: Is canon, including
2: all the fucking video games, and okay, I don't. know. I assume so. Okay, I've I've knocked in my answer. Okay, I'm gonna, first this it's now? Joe, I believe. Sorry. Joe. I don't know. Four, four colors. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna say six, various colors. I've gone seven. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Red, blue, and green. Yeah. You know, purple. Mace window. Yes. I believe there's like a yellow one I've seen. I don't remember
0: which yeah, character. Yeah, again, said. the video games and the cartoons. Yeah. Then have there's like the black orange.
3: one yes. from oh. uh, Mandalorian. Yeah, well, that's, that's not a lightsaber. That's a dark saber. Uh, uh, excuse, uh, I think you're fine. That's uh, actually a dark uh, saber. Uh,
0: uh, in, 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 in episode 600 of the Shop Podcast. Paul identifies the black one <laughs> as a lightsaber, when it is clearly a dark saber. <laughs> I mean, what are we supposed to believe? That Paul doesn't know the difference? <laughs> I mean, I don't think John Carlo Esposito would be waving a lightsaber around. He's one of the most famous um, uh, character actors to play villains in the world, okay?
2: <laughs> and then I went one that I probably just don't know. I just added one to it. Okay.
0: That's yeah. I always think I like to do that as well, yeah. For Barry.
2: Okay. Uh, Question number nine. How many Academy Awards did Star Wars win in 1978? How many Academy Awards did it win? Okay, let me think here. Okay.
1: I,
0: another one. I've absolutely no clue on the real answer.
2: Um, I'm sorry, because I don't know the real answer either. Unfortunately, this one I'm having to spitball. Okay. Ooh, yeah. Okay. I'll go for it. Right, Barry.
0: Uh, I'm going to say seven.
2: Seven, Joe. I think a bit lower. Um, four. I've gone four. Oh! Score, visual effects, costume, cinematography, maybe. Mm-hmm. All, those, all those ones, I, I figured. Technically, it
3: was, yeah.
2: Four, seven just seems a little bit high. for Like, Star Wars wasn't, I guess, that big a deal. Mm. Yeah, it kind of was. It kind of was. But um, I, I don't think it probably won uh, best supporting actor or anything. So yeah, that's one point for Joe. And the 10th question... Um, is how much did George Lucas sell Lucasfilm to Disney for in 2012 wow okay right my answer is locked in
3: it's
0: Joe first this isn't it
3: yeah um, five, five billion with a B
2: five billion with a B dollary
0: dues, yeah, yeah, yeah. What say you? I think it's four point. Uh, I think this is just the real answer. I have no idea what Paul thinks, but I think I'll go four point two.
2: Well, I've gone four point two billion dollars.
0: <laughs> I think we're both right. I think that's the number.
2: Very <laughs> for the second time in the quiz, exactly on 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 the dot. So let's just tally up the scores and see where we are. If we need the tiebreakers, I don't know where we are point wise, Joe. One, two, three, four, five, six. Barry. One, two, three, four, five.
1: Oh, come on now! Come six, on five, now!
2: Six five. Uh, I'll try out the tiebreaker, but it. it I, I we won't score. I want. I'll
0: put my thing. No, yeah, there. yeah, of course. No, Joe. Joe won a, a great uh, victory. Tiebreaker. How many
2: cameras were used to film the pod racing scenes in the Phantom Menace? <laughs> Zero. It was all CGI.
0: Yeah, was, <laughs> uh, I, uh, I would have said...
3: Uh, uh, 700.
0: No, I would have said like three.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe, mm, mm, a handful, I would say. Um, okay, let's look at the real answers. Question one. How many languages is C3PO fluent in? I said eight million. Six million is the correct answer. Ah, okay. okay. So I I would have been the closest there. Um Order sixty-six is correct, obviously. Yeah. Uh how many moons does Endor have? Paul said nine, which is the correct answer. Oh <laughs> nerd. Wow. Okay, that was a hell of a guess. Um how many parsecs does Han Solo claim? It is twelve. That was that was one I knew again. How many 80s are involved in the Battle of Hoth? Twelve, apparently. Oh, okay. Way off. Um, how many Star Wars games has Barry played? He simply put question mark. Well, yeah,
0: of course, yeah, yeah. You don't know? Do you? Uh, do you, Have so you kind I'm, of figured that out? We'll, we'll, we'll. I suppose we'll do this now. I'm, I'm actually. So I was writing a list, trying to recall off memory. And if you've heard me typing in the last while, that's been me try, uh, like, g- googling. And I was like, "What was the one on the N64 call?" And now I'm just Shadows looking of at, the Empire. Now I'm yes, that's why I did play that. So now I'm just looking at. Okay, I think I'm at the end. Okay, I'm at the end of the big, massive, long Wikipedia. Okay, let me count here. Or sorry, I'll read them out as I go. So Jedi Fallen Order, which Paul said, that's the recent kind of uh, uh, like fake Dark Souls-y kind of one. Uh, the original Battlefront, the original Battlefront 2. Okay? okay. The new Battlefront, and then the new Battlefront 2. The uh, Episode 1 game on the PlayStation 1. The Episode 3 game on the PlayStation 2 uh jedi power battles which is episode one but like arcadey they tried to make it into like a a cutesy little beat-em-up the pod racing game uh for i think n64 shadows of the empire which we just said uh the game boy version of just star wars like you know those classic platformer ones the ones that people really like that are impossible to play super star wars yeah the game boy version of that the game boy version of empire the Atari 2600 version of Empire, which I emulated once. Fuck off, oh like, it. Okay. I was like, <laughs> no, no, I emulated it I was like, this is dog shit, and then immediately stopped. Um, uh, yeah, got, we got the new Battle Freeze there. The, um, I don't know what the name of it is. I think it's just Star Wars the arcade game. You know, the wireframe X Wing game? Right, right. Uh, I played that. Uh, Bounty Hunter, the PS2 game where you play as Django Fett. Uh, the for- both the Force Unleashed games, the one where you play as Dark Vader a apprentice or
1: something
0: it's right, like a right. it's a yeah, physicsy yeah. kind of uh game that used the euphoria physics engine um and masters of terrace Cassie the awful ps1 uh beat em up so that is one two three four five, six, seven, eight, nine ten eleven twelve thirteen fourteen fifteen sixteen seventeen eighteen eighteen 12 15 16 17 18 18 Star Wars games I
2: yeah as- what, what I'm hearing is you spend a lot of time playing some real shit
0: bro. I've they, they are almost <laughs> and the funny thing is like what have I not played uh like one of the famous ones I've not played all the good ones i've never played knights of the old republic i've never played what's the the jedi knight series yeah, rogue squadron Rogue, rogue Squadron. Rogue i have rogue squad squadron on the steam deck i haven't booted it up once and yeah. uh, all the all the like all the legendary pc ones like jedi knight and uh, knights of the old republic haven't touched haven't touched them but i played masters of terrace cassie a lot yeah, and the episode
2: three game on playstation
0: well that, that's the one that has the um uh the secret ending where you can uh, where I don't know how you I can't remember how you get it, but Anakin kills Palpatine at the end of it. Oh, uh, like Christ. he does a see does a sick move on him, it's stupid. But anyway. Yeah. Uh okay.
2: Going on. How many views does a p- the Plinkett Star Wars Phantom Menace one out of seven have? I said twelve point five million. It's ten point seven.
1: Okay, this, so so this,
2: much, this right. was as of four days ago. Um, how many different color lightsabers are there? Uh,
0: twelve, apparently.
3: Wow, twelve. twelve. What what color color are you, there aren't even twelve colors. What are they on about? Yeah. Yeah. You, play, you
0: played, boys. You played Fallen Order, didn't you, Paul? Yes. Yeah, I mean they had they cuz I was thinking how much of that is canon cuz that game has they definitely have 12. They probably have Sorry. more than 12. They have so many colors in that game. Mm.
2: Um how many academy awards did Star, Star Wars win? Six apparently. Wow. Mm. How much did George Lucas sell? 4.05 billion. We were actually Well, uh, that awful. might be that might be in pounds. I don't know if that's a conversion or what. We both went 4.2. Apparently, that's wrong. <laughs> and now I've got the hiccups. Um, and how many cameras were used to film the pod racing scenes? 24.
0: 24.
2: Um, yeah. Uh, Will also says, in in what might be the longest single email segment of all time, he continues, <laughs> very much enjoying the return of explain and, mm. well, hang on a second now, mm. stroking my chin mm-hmm. deep in thought thinking about some might say a synonym for thinking what would that be <laughs> now i'm thinking about that now it's a think within the think i mm, wonder taker brothers of discussion over the last two weeks uh final edition of what the barry lad thinks coming next week Ooh. Uh, if you have a theme suggestion then let me know
0: Oh wait, this is from the um, past, isn't it? Because this is predate. You said you held on to this, didn't you? From the previous. This
2: is, no, this is from. Oh, is from it? Okay. Four,
0: four days ago. Oh, okay. So that's forthcoming. Excellent.
2: Yes. So, do we want to suggest a theme? Obviously, week one was, <laughs> um, was like wrestling, or this was Star Wars. What? What? Because this is what the Joe thinks. The Joe lad. I'd be interested to see what the Joe lad thinks on the topic of uh, video games.
0: Yes. So oh, good. very good, very good. Yes, <laughs> very absolutely.
2: Good. I feel like that could be, that could be fun. Yeah, I, I would be absolutely. down with that
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: <laughs>
2: That's just a suggestion. Whatever Will wants to do. Will, thank we, you very much.
0: We will leave it to Quiz Master Will, though. He 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 wouldn't lead us astray. Uh, thank you very much for your email and your quiz. Uh, we will segue over here to yeah. Dino Bite
2: i'll just say i'll just say off the bat i again haven't done my homework i haven't watched rampage
0: you sick fucking bastard it was actually it was actually all right this week this i was hiking
2: hiking and watching football fair enough Sorry. and watching movie an extremely long movie there was not time for for rampage i'm afraid um
0: yeah it was it was all right but it was you'd you have to see it there was an action and ready made of it. I
2: saw a, a, a picture on Twitter of Keith Lee dresses Mordecai. For oh,
0: some it's so bad! It's so bad. I thought he had dyed his hair at first, but I guess he's just yeah. like not coloring it. He's just going, mm-hmm. he's letting the gray yeah, green. Yeah, he's, he's a silver fox I, I think, but I think he should have kept the beard. Like, if you want to let the hair go, that's fine, but keep the beard. Right? You know? the, shaving, mean- the shaving, the shaving, the let the hair go, and then the bright white Mordecai jacket is not. It's not working.
3: Um, no, he looks so old. I know. I mean, I know it's only grey hair, but oh. it's funny that they're pairing him with
2: uh, actual old wrestlers. Yeah, who looks a lot younger because it makes yeah. him seem very old mm. when you pair them together by association.
0: Yeah, they're like the veteran team, you know.
2: Yeah, even though Keith Lee swears he's like. What, twenty-seven or
0: something? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he goes that <laughs> young. But yeah.
2: Him and Dustin Rose doing the uh, uh well I just turned thirty. What are you, thirty-nine? Uh, both in our thirties. Oh, yeah. yeah, both in our thirties, yeah.
0: Um alrighty, dynamite. Uh dynamite didn't look like much on paper, but I actually thought it was solid. I thought I thought the opener between Orange Cassidy and, and Wheeler Utah was was very quite, good. Quite great, I have to say. Tremendous. Know, Cassidy is is underrated as the old reliable TV workhorse, this, I think. This
2: is the thing is I remember only a little while ago when, when I think we we're in the midst of the mimosa mayhem and mm. funny how Jericho makes you feel this way about people but I felt very like Cassidy was overexposed and I was very kind of burnt out and tired of him and now I feel like there's been a second wind where I can appreciate the uniqueness that he brings and his wrestling style and I've kind of got really into him again yeah Almost because there's been less of a focus on him on the shows. And, yeah, this was very enjoyable. Very, very enjoyable.
0: Uh, Yeah, not not too much to say about it. Claudio came out to fire up Yuda. Um, uh, Fire up. Gave him the old Inoki slap. Um. (laughs) But, yeah. uh, yeah. And... um, what was the uh, the finish of this? I'm on AEW's official reviews. This you know, was the, the, the he hit him with the, the orange punch and then
2: he went down, he was like seated and he hit him with an orange punch, like a sliding <laughs> oh punch yeah, 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 yeah. Good. good, very very good finish. There's lots of um believable false, false finishes in this as well. There's pile drivers and using each other's moves, like Orange to used a seat belt pin and stuff like that. It was very, very good.
0: Uh, so we had Jericho and Starks, blah 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 blah. They're having another match at Revolution. Um, with I, the- I
2: quite like this. I gotta say,
0: really, the whole so yeah. so Starks had an open contract and Jericho came out. And, yeah, um, I, it, it was it was obvious,
2: and Jericho, you know, isn't isn't the most subtle promo in the world but i liked the 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 payoff of jericho walking up the ramp all fucking smug like he had outsmarted ricky starks mm-hmm. and starks just give, gives a little look into the camera a little little wink like oh wait a minute <laughs> i i i love that element of of the heel babyface uh interplay where where you know the heel thinks that they outsmarted the baby face but actually yeah. they themselves are being fooled
0: just just just
2: a, a, a real simple idea but i thought it was i thought it was very well executed yeah
0: and though they've they've done a good job with this idea that like jericho is delusional that's his character you know he's a a delusional heel i i I don't have any interest in another match i really don't um i think i think this uh pay-per-view card is looking all right but i think there are a couple of things that stick out to me like a sore thumb and this is one of them like i am just i am just in the mindset of let's get this over with Do you know what i mean Mm. Um, I don't, so yeah, I don't, I don't mind it. I don't mind it. No, uh, Jericho Appreciation Society banned for this one. So. <laughs> Can we just ban them from AW
2: forever? <laughs> That'd be nice. What
3: ban ban them from camera side. That'd be
2: good. That's <laughs> <laughs> funny because originally it was uh, they sh- they flashed it on dynamite. It was everyone is banned from ringside. Yeah, and that's that's been retcon now to JS are banned from ringside. So what does that mean?
0: Yeah, I mean, could they be doing an Andretti turn? Probably not. I don't. I don't know. Oh. Hey, to be fair, Jericho. The, the verbiage in the promo was was Jericho Appreciation Society. Mm. So, yeah. so I, I think it was that was probably just an actual typo or, or some kind of mistake. Right. Uh, the acclaimed to beat Big Bill and Lee Moriarty. Not much to it. It was fine. Stokely was dressed like I don't know what. Um, <laughs> like it was great in the best yeah. possible way. Um,
2: oh, Caster's rap here was. First of all, very penis based, but also it made me laugh a lot. <laughs> I uh, thought you were going to say it was rubbish. No, no. Well, yeah, but rubbish and making me laugh a lot don't necessarily have to be mutually exclusive. Fair, fair. Your girlfriend texts me. She says your are SAWFT. Yeah, trans, trans. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Love, 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 love. Um, yeah, I know. It's very juvenile, but you know, sometimes, sometimes. I, I'll pop for the cheap pop, you know. Um, Big Bill,
0: look good here. I gotta say, I'm enjoying. Yeah, his, no, uh, look, his he, he's 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 good. He's good. I mean, you, that was kind of what that was kind of the vibe you got from his, his impact stuff. Was people were like, he's he's putting it together, and I'm kind of yeah. glad he didn't, you know, have his shitty experience in WWE and and bounced, you know, which we, which would have been understandable. He seemed like he was kind of going through it a little bit there towards the <laughs> yeah. end. Glad he stuck it out and glad he got together. And he's obviously in tremendous shape as well. He's jacked to the gazelles. Um, but yeah. Uh, Christian Cage. There's, sorry, there's one
2: bit where he did the scissor thing and then rolled his eyes up into his head like the Undertaker. And that made me laugh. <laughs> <too>. <laughs> but um, yeah. Right.
0: Christian uh, Cage. Christian Cage came out. And uh, before he got a chance to say anything, Jungle Jack jumped him. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I. I I liked this for the most part, but uh, Jungle Jack jumps him, right? And he's getting ready to do the one-man concerto, but he has a, uh, am I really this violent uh, <laughs> moment before it? And then Christian, rightly, babyface in this feud now, because he's not a, a fool who does that kind of thing, <laughs> slaps him in the willy and, and hits him in the face with a chair because he was, he was too busy acting with the chair. man. Yeah. yeah, so... Um, he beats his head against the chair and bloodies him up. And,
2: Again, so conceptually, yeah. I don't mind that. But you're, you're right in that it, it made Jungle Boy look foolish. You know, I don't mind that a babyface doesn't hit a heel with a concerto and yeah. the heel takes the opportunity to punch him in the cock. That's fine. But yeah, Jungle Boy, even him bringing the chairs out and go, oh, wait a minute, oh, I can't. Oh. I mean, surely there's some way you could have done that without Jungle Boy looking weak. You could have had... A little distraction or something or or christian do the the rick flair but please i love you i love you jungle boy or, or something <laughs> yeah. you know um yeah i didn't i didn't buy how the feud's been going that suddenly jungle boy had a moment of
0: doubt nah nah not for me yeah so um uh, and I think the other thing as well is it's not playing to Jungle Boy's strength. He's not an actor. He's not a he's not mm-hmm. the greatest promo or charisma machine in the world, which is fine. But it's just it's that's not his wheelhouse. Do you know what I mean? He should have, you know, they could have done it differently. But anyway, so I um, don't I don't know if that's happening at, at Revolution or what. I mean, I I, I don't think so because Christian just came back. He hasn't said anything yet, and this not the, this looks like a long term write off. But this did, This looked like something where maybe Jungle Boy might be. Back post pay per view, perhaps, maybe. Um, and again, of course, mm. a, a big block of the pay per view is taken up by one match. Also, so so maybe there is going to be less great, less less mid card clutter on, on these shows. Anyway, speaking of uh, Sky Blue versus Soraya, um, <laughs> Soraya, man, I, I, I really the crowd really wanted to cheer Sky Blue. I'll say that. Um, you know, they had the match wasn't much uh they were about to do the spray paint thing afterwards and then they got chased away by uh, Baker and hater um, uh, and uh, in in the fracas Ruby Soho came out and did a belt gesture um because they're still doing where do Ruby's loyalties lie and I'm falling asleep while describing. That angle. So the match of the pay per view is Jamie defending against Soraya and Ruby in a three way, which, like for the hot streak Jamie hater is on, is about as dry uh, a match they could put her in on one of their four pay per views a year. Um, not a fact. I mean,
3: this this whole angle's bad. I have to yeah. say, I just there's so much potential in the, in what they could do. I mean, it, you know, they were going towards Britt Baker, Jamie Hater. And now that's not happening. That's that kind of, they went away. Yeah. That was good. Why don't you just do that? What, 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 what are you waiting for? Just do that. Yeah. And then have Paige do something, you know, Soraya do something. I don't know. Just, it's not good.
0: It does. It does feel like, um, a lesser, but still pretty significant problem with Soraya's comeback has not just been that she's not great, but yeah, I think they've completely derailed, or not derailed, but they've sidelined the Brit-Jamie stuff mm. because they, they want to do Brit and Jamie as a unit against Soraya, and I think that's way less interesting. But anyway, uh, blah, 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 blah. we got the latest Danielson-MJF um, segment. I, I'll say this. Look, I, we're, I'm i a big MJF boy. I think he's great. I'm I'm kind of exhausted of every week being the most shocking... Uh, I'm screaming, my lungs dry and hoarse, and red-faced promo. It, it's it's too much. It's it's the problem I had with even when it was still very popular, the heyday of of, of NXT under Triple H, where mm. everything was the most dramatic thing that's ever happened to me in my life. I'm like, can we can we? can you be normal for like one week do one promo where you're like normal and then maybe on the go home show get red faced and the veins gonna fall on your forehead and you're screaming and crying and my dead girlfriend and i'm gonna take a lot of pills if i don't beat you i'm like i i don't need that every week i don't need it every week but and the nxt comparison i'm making is you know in in the peak of triple h nxt where every near fall was two point nine 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 nine, Moro screaming and crying and the fans doing moonsaults out of their seats that's mjf He's, he's on constant 12 out of 10 And not in a complimentary way I'm like let's turn it down The best segment he's had in the last few weeks Has been the one he had with Roosh Where he went back and just had a little Uneasy heel and heel conversation Where they're not on the same page And they were just like being normal scheming guys hmm. And he came out this week And my wife left me And I'm gonna kill myself And I'm crying and screaming And I'm like oh god Fucking this guy All right.
2: I mean I respect your opinion Booker man I don't agree. I mean, I'll take this. I'll take this uh, over uh, uh, Wheeler Utah doing am dram every day of the
3: week. What? What? Wheeler Utah do am dram? Yeah, he, no, don't ship he can't shit uh, promos. He got shit promos. He doesn't do much. <laughs> he, maybe maybe he out. should he take up some
2: am might improve a little bit. No, I, 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 I really enjoy MJF's uh, Ric Flair esque. Uh, Bagan screaming at you
3: when did Ric flair did he, did he do anything like that <laughs> all the time loud loud but not not material like the, I, I think like material that. is the problem
2: dropping elbows on jackets yeah, um, but that's funny <laughs> no that's like cool
1: and uh, charming i
0: i this was rick flair's last match style of performance no, maybe. Not at all. <laughs>
2: Uh, oh my god for for every bland boring promo they have and they have a lot of them trust me i i'll take anyone with an ounce of fucking charisma
0: to them so maybe, maybe i'm overly forgiving. wait car, what is what, what is this this uh, this presenting aew as a non-promo non-charisma no, they're
2: not but they have a lot they have a lot of guys who who aren't great promos frankly
0: uh, I, don't well, I don't know. I don't know. actually, I know. I don't think I do agree with that at all. Actually, I think they've. I think, and that's part of why I dislike this. I think there's way better promos. I, I take Moxley. I take Page. I take Christian. I take, you know, a lot of not. But I, like you know, MGF is in that that category of the top. He's great, but it's just like I think it's a mix I, of I, material I, and his delivery. I, I well, I get your point that it, it can be varied, and
2: maybe this style of delivery would be better on the on the go home. Mm-hmm. I, I don't disagree with that point but i i don't know i i i i, I quite
0: enjoyed it i also think it's um over the pretty straightforward thing which was that mgf scared of an iron man match because it's like danielson's thing mm. so it, leveling the playing field by throwing a lot at him and injuring the arm great great, great. But then last week it's oh I framed my girlfriend for drug driving, and the week before that it's oh I'm the devil, and then this week it's I'm going to kill myself. I'm like okay, you, what what you had it, you had it, you had the match, you had the match layout there. Everything this all feels like really excessive window dressing to the point that the window is about to collapse in on itself. Um, right. But we'll, we'll 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 you know reasonable minds will disagree and we'll we'll move on here. Um, oh Brian fucked MJF up at the end of this, which was which was good. Um, because there's been there's been a lot of heat on Brian. There's been a lot of Brian being laid out and treated a little bit like a uh, a vulnerable uh, bebe. Um, so, so <laughs> but uh, anyway, oh, I I I did like
2: when he was uh, he was talking to the the children into the camera. Yeah, that was uh, yeah, was right. He said. I'm going to grab Dada's
1: arm.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> using using Dada almost almost undermined kind of the point of the problem, but I liked it because it was kind of something you might see in it's like in fear or something. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. that's good.
2: I want to take. I'm going to punch Dada in the head. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Um, all right. Speaking of right, enough of these now. Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal won the battle.
1: Um... <laughs>
0: No. It's Which funny. I, 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 I was watching with Brona. She hates Jeff Jarrett and Jeff and Jay Lee. Does she and she said that when the match starts, they're definitely winning this. And I was like, well, <laughs> Yeah, it's not a bad guess. It's not a bad guess. <laughs> um, very annoyed when Johnny Hongi got tossed. Yeah, I uh, why like the women's match? Why is this a four way? This Revolution tag. Like, like, have yeah. a bit of confidence in the guns. Give him a, give them a singles. But I would imagine, I, I, I feel like the the claim aren't getting it back here. I don't think. I think, I th- I think the gun skis are stealing an owl pin over, over, over the chosen one. Actually, no, he, he's no fucking rube. Does steal it off Jay Lethal. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's um, who the other team is. I mean. Yeah, they could put some jabronis in the other one. Yeah, I mean, two two battle royals as well. Two battle royals to fill out a four way. Like, just feels so. From a match quality point of view,
2: you got to get some a good team in there. Not that you know, you you have the guns, the acclaimed, and Jarrett, and
0: (laughs) yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's not exactly TLC two, is it?
2: (laughs) (laughs) What happened to Lucha Bros, Young Bucks, and FTR? Yeah, you know where are FTR? I I will also say that I, I. Just clarify, I'm not nitpicking, I'm not, well, actually, um, but, and I'm not making a big point of it, so don't worry, I've already forgiven and forgotten. (laughs) But this was promoted as a battle royale, and the commentators were constantly saying battle royal, which is correct name. um but like guys let's be consistent with this is it a battle royale or is it a battle royale because the commentator is fucking
0: well i'll I, I tell you what i will agree with I'm you say battle royale they're they're the, the, the company should have one thing they called it i do agree with that and, and also i just, on, on, I just I,
2: googled aw battle royale tag team right some of the graphics say battle royale some of them
0: say battle royale so. and uh they were also uh, on rampage uh excalibur in his in, in his usual i'm not gonna make it obvious i'm correcting you but i'm correcting you thing um uh Jim Ross was like of course another team going in in the from the from the casino battle royale. He's like yeah, casino tag team battle royale yeah oh, you, know, you know you know yeah, you know too you, pedantic you know you know the cowboy hat was flying off his head with steam when when he got corrected <laughs> after that
2: <laughs> who's um, this
0: indie mark in a had correct me quite frankly (laughs) um i actually thought this match though was was good fun uh towards the end Uh, it was quite long it was a long enough match
2: yeah Yeah. i mean it was you're right but given that we have another battle royale next week
0: i would have Paired it down. A yeah, I, I I don't know why they did two. I don't know why you couldn't. Do, you can just have it's lethal. The, the and, two final teams go through to the matches. You or could do that. Actually, yeah, that's an that's mm-hmm. an even better. I was just, I was gonna say you could have lethal and 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 Jarrett just declare themselves number one contenders because they fucking are on every fucking show and they're always winning. Um, uh, trade in their their Emmy for a title shot. Um, and then do a battle royals for four teams. <laughs> I love bucks, that so. Jeff Jarrett
2: was the one who won the match as well.
0: Well yeah, listen, oh. I, I I love Jeff Jarrett. I listen, I'm I'm a bit sick of this team and this act and and I th- I think Sanjay's a little too over the top. But listen, the chosen one is great. He's 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 great. Um uh Tony Khan had the his latest most disappointing announcement since he signed oh, Saraya. This was so stupid. Yeah. Not even what
2: the announcement was, but that he's been interviewed and he goes he does the uh, the Dave Batista Oh, I, I'm I'm too too ugly and not worthy of doing the announcement. <laughs> <laughs> like, why even be there then? Why not
3: just be a text crawl on the screen?
0: Yeah, so they're they're getting a reality show. Is the
3: top yeah. and <laughs> of it. which is fine. That should have been a Tony Shavoni announcement. If he'd come out and said, I think that would be fine. If Adam Cole came out and said, Oh, we've got a new TV show it's going to be on after dynamite right? that's fine but a tony khan announcement yeah unless he's by he's bought wwe or <laughs> yeah. kenny omega has murdered the president those are the only two yeah. things he should be announcing this is um, not noteworthy. Like,
0: and I, I saw no one guessing that everyone was guessing uk date or video no. game date that's what everyone was guessing which i thought would have been better or cm punk is back <laughs> you know uh, i to me this is i i would even downgrade even this is a send a pdf of a press release to fucking sean rassop and and ign do you know i don't even think this is a put it on television announcement i think this is a do a press release and send it to all the we- websites and put it on your twitter and say great news everyone
3: they need to promote it's a tv show they need to promote this <laughs> to people that aren't following fightful on twitter which I is
0: imagine, I, I imagine most of the that, audience I know, but i imagine when it as the show builds up, I'm sure the closer they get, they'll do trailers. They'll probably do non-stop advertising for mm. it, but mm. in terms of the big grand reveal, it's not something I would have I would have put on. Uh, they also didn't announce a date,
2: which is funny. No, yeah, Adam Cole was saying, and, uh, and when that show airs, I'll be on Dynamite that week. When and will it be, exactly? Uh, and they said end of... Mm, uh,
0: toward, in yeah, March, towards the end of they March. said. Yeah, towards the end of March. Very odd. Very odd. Like,
3: yeah. We've got that, to see when uh, the Power Slap League ends, if that goes into... You know, over time.
0: Well yeah, but yeah, so this is the thing actually, yeah. So so it's taking their slot, which I guess their le their their season, pardon me, is any is that, you yeah. also see that their pay per view is being hosted on Rumble now. I don't even know what that is. That? Rumble is a, um, a popular fascist
3: website. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> and they How did I miss a, that one? They, that was literally as we were going to air, that was announced. They are pulling it from pay-per-view. I mean, the ratings have been horrible, so I, I, I can't imagine. And like, who's going to pay for that? That's the type of thing you watch on like daily motion in a language you don't understand one Sunday afternoon. You're not paying for that shit. Yeah,
2: you, you, you might be listening to... Hardy's latest
0: record if you're by that <laughs> um, yeah <laughs> rumble as well there's not even YouTube I guess it's probably not even allowed on YouTube I, I would imagine um, but yeah so that's good so I, I I don't know if that's long for the world especially since it's it's prime real estate after dynamites going to another aew property yeah. um, so if, if that's if I mean if if it hurts Dana white the show exists great good yeah <laughs> Um, main event, and we'll, I mean, I'll watch it the first episode at least and see what it's like Do you know what, do, do you know the, the and, and Farbius from defending
2: Vince Man on any level but you know the Vince Man, the clip where McPhee you showed showing McAfee how to jump off the mm. was
1: it McPhee? Yeah. Jump
2: off the little platform Oh no, it was Gronk, wasn't it? It was Gronk Gronk, sorry. Yeah
1: Gronk,
2: Dana White should have to take a slap to the face like this from a big burly man <laughs> Yeah. That, that should open every show but is,
3: his head is so round that it might just fall off and then start rolling forever or, <laughs> or, or, or uh, there would be, be no friction
0: too smooth which ko himself because he just or or before you slap Dana White, you just have to say a corner pocket and you you try and get it <laughs> <out of
1: there. laughs>
0: but it's yeah. funny because like when I watched I watched a bit of the power slap and it was like as we talked about at the time it's like it's got shitty reality show editing where they go back to the room and the coaches are like, oh, his form wasn't great. And Dana White's going, yeah, his form is great. It's like, what do you know? Fucking businessman. Shut the fuck up. Wait, he like, was in the inaugural fight. Uh, was, yeah, the, the fucking the, the slap critique king, I guess. Anyway, we're not talking about Dana White. Fuck that. Um uh, John Moxley and Evil Uno. I, I, I as someone who's like all about the Hangman feud and thinks it's great. I was very disappointed to see the Dark Order re-enter the fold. I'm, I'm very done with them, but I have to say I thought Uno worked his French-Canadian behind off in this yeah. match and had an absolute banger. Uh, nice short match as well, no messing around. They just went in and had a great uh, uh, bloody brawl. I, I greatly appreciated it.
2: Yeah. Although, although, there's an although. Um, as, as we were talking about the MJF promo and being a little bit excessive, right? Mm. Moxley gigging
0: with twelve seconds left in the show
1: <laughs>
0: was a little bit much. Now, to be fair, no, I think no. I think I think it is hilarious how much he does. But to be fair, he is selling a Texas Death Match. I understand, and, and he know. came out with
2: the barbed wire, but it was so it was- <laughs> close to the end of the show. I,
0: I loved weird. the story of the match was that, like, you know, Uno came out fighting, but, like, Moxie, Moxie wasn't really and, like And, like, Moxie, like, fucked him up, and the finish was so good, choking him out with the blood spilling out of Uno's head. And then, you know, because there were about 10 seconds left, Moxie absolutely chops himself to bits. He was absolutely gushing outside the ring for about five seconds of a money shot. It was like, I, w- I wouldn't have
2: minded for this one. The, the end of the show for is for Moxie to show off his brutality. He come out on top, you know. He could have beat Uno and then he go out and get some barbed wire and do something with that. And Hangman run him off for the save. But basically the end of the show is, my God, look at look at the Moxie's left. This opponent in a pool of blood. What's he gonna do to Hangman? But if they they kind of undercut the Moxie win by Hangman coming out and busting him open so so handily, you know that kind of thing of just keep one idea to one kind of segment that's that's the way i would have done it. yeah but it was it was a very fun match i mean way better than i expected uno was gonna be and obviously we know from his smash bros days that he is very
0: capable and yeah it was very good that was uh, that was dynamite solid solid show this week um joe did you watch rampage
3: i of course yes love a bit of rampage um Uh, the good Aussie Open Young Bucks was good good to see the Young Bucks in a tag match not wasting their time in a trios match um, I like that uh, I don't remember what else happened the main uh, event was uh, the main event was Sammy versus Action Andretti blah, blah, barf barf <laughs> Christ what a load of shit I'm no interest in either of those fellas um God, uh, crap, crap, crap.
0: Which is and like Andretti lost, and it's like okay, so we're going backwards. Like he beat Jericho, and then I think he beat. Mm. I think he's already beaten Sammy, or He beats one of them. He beat uh, Garcia. I think, and now he's losing Pointless. on the way to the pay per view. It's like, oh my god, yeah, I, that was a very questionable main event. I know that it, for Rampage, the opener is like the real main event.
3: But yes. Like,
0: oh my god, that is the last match. The end. I was so not in the mood for it. Um, yeah, not not too much else on it. it. It was as rampages go lately. This is a pretty good one. That that opener was well worth watching.
1: Mm.
0: Um, <laughs> Willow and Tony was like just a rehash of the dynamite angle. Here comes Ruby. Here comes Brit You know, That's all
3: right. yeah, match itself up. Willow a lot. And then Lance Archer returned, which is um, I think good because I think I quite like him. It does feel a little bit, but like we're going back to twenty nineteen, twenty twenty though. Yeah, like oh, Lance Archer, and Jake Roberts again. It's like okay, but. But I do I do always enjoy him in the ring when he's like throwing people around, so he's
0: great, yeah. I mean, look, if they're building him up maybe for some kind of summer program, then i I, I <laughs> hope that does mean we're in we're in line for a few weeks of him flinging little fellas around. um yeah, that is always good fun. I mean he he is kind of right back to where he was in New Japan, which is, look, it's really good to see him. I think he's a great losing challenger to a world champion but it's now insanely obvious to the audience that that's what his role is and so it's mm. hard to like really truly get invested in a lance archer return but i like you said i i enjoy him as well so like whatever i'll take it he he is yeah. he's a good good value to have on tv uh yeah not, that, that's about it really not much uh not much else to speak of on Rampage, but it was, it was solid. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll jump in to our uh, movie, Guff, this week. Guff, Guff. Uh, quite a lot of movies to talk about here. I will, uh, I'll keep mine nice and brief, because it's a film that we talked about last week that also I don't really want to get into the weeds on for, for, for details. So story reasons I did see Knock at the Cabin, mm. starring the aforementioned, not actually ugly Dave Bautista. No. Um, uh, directed by Owl M. Knight. Nice. Um, I, I thought it was fantastic. I, I really did. I thought it was creepy and 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 weird and and full of red herrings in the best possible way, where you're not mm. quite sure what's happening. Um, and I so yeah. I mean, to just immediately go straight to the to the joke topic of, of M. Night, I don't think it really has a twist in it. It kind of presents a very unusual premise to you. And it plants seeds of doubt as to whether that's the premise is even correct or it's it's a misdirection, and then it gives you an answer. But it's not even really a swerve; it's kind of just it, it's yeah. a mystery. You don't you don't quite know what it's what's happening. Um, you don't quite know if, if you're getting a little bit of unreliable narrator, or is it something actually a bit more fantastical? I don't want to get too into details, obviously, because yeah, it's yeah. that that is the the fun of the film, I think. Um, but yeah, no, really, really great. Uh, M Night has a great cameo in it. I love it, Um, very amusing and uh, yeah, great performances up and down and Big Dave, he smashed it, I mean I think it might be his best performance to date Um, you know, it's um, of his more serious roles, it may be the most screen time and the most central he's been in a film I mean, I actually, discounting his like comedic roles Mm. um, I can't think of a role where he was a serious character, where he had as much screen time as this Oh man. Yeah, no, it was great. I'll, I'll I'll co-sign a lot of what Paul said last week. Th- uh, thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, that's it, yeah. Only the one film. Yeah, Two for two on an
2: old M. Night, so. Hmm. Uh, I've only seen two of the Oscar movies this week. I watched P- Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, uh, which is a sequel to Puss in Boots, which I've not watched, which is a spin-off of Shrek. Which mm-hmm. I've not watched the last one of. So there's a little bit of trepidation about how much I wouldn't be missing out on by virtue of not having seen the previous ones. I think it works pretty well as a standalone. There's mm-hmm. there's a character in it that actually was in the first movie, but I didn't realise. And it, you don't lose anything watching watching this one. Because the character is anyway introduced and backstory is explained to you very briefly. And so mm-hmm. were it just a new character, I think it would have worked just as well as it being an existing character. um, And yeah, I mean, I thought it was, I thought it was much better and, and much better than I thought it was going to be. But also there, there's, it, it's been getting like extremely good reviews. I don't necessarily think it's that good. Yeah. It, it has been crazy. It's, it's got like a 4.2 on letterboxd or something crazy. Like I, I, I don't, I don't think it's to that level. It's, it does a lot of what kind of Shrek did 20 years ago with cutesy references to nursery rhymes and fairy tales. I think that, that stuff is all still done really well. Um, there's a a Jimmy Cricket character in it who's not called Jimmy Cricket, obviously, because that's that's Disney came up with that. Jimmy mm. Cricket was not in the original Pinocchio book. <laughs> and so he can't be called Jimmy Cricket. But they they give him like a Jimmy Stewart voice, which I think works really well. <laughs> Um, oh man, I'm cricket giving you advice. Um, and yeah, I thought it was I thought it was generally generally pretty well done. Um, Florence Pugh is on the, the voice cast as well as Antonio Banderas and uh, uh, and what's her name Selma Hayek. So yeah, I mean, I think it's certainly of the animated movies that I've seen so far. it is the best one. I still haven't seen the Much louded by Joe. Marcel the Shell with Shoes on, that's still the yeah. cut. But of the other four, I'd say it's the best one, although it's been a, a decently weak year for animation, I feel like. Turning Red was okay. Um, I didn't like the CBS pretty much at all. and I didn't like Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio pretty much at all. So Best so far. Yeah, there's some there's some funny lines in there. There's a uh, The villain is a, a character from a nursery rhyme that I haven't thought about in legitimately 30 years. Uh, Jack Horner. Sat in the corner, Hmm. with with his his thumb. Put his thumb. Oh, I put his yeah, yeah. And and his character design is very funny. He he almost looks like a um, Boris Johnson inflated. inflated. (laughs) It's a funny look for a villain. I I feel like they they must have taken direct inspiration from Johnson. He looks so much like him. But yeah, I'll give it a thumbs up. I'll give Puss in Boots a thumbs up. I do like it. I do see why people are so fond of it. I just yeah. quite as good as people are saying uh, and then one that I wasn't sure of uh, going in how I feel about it is Blonde the Marilyn Monroe biopic or is it um, is it no it turns out oh is it not no, uh, I feel like that's where a lot of people a lot of people's um, disappointment is coming from because I've spoken to Monroe fans who have seen it and hated it and it's, so it's based on a book of the same name, which is a fictionalized telling of the life of Monroe. So it's, it's, it's certainly not nonfiction. And this is an adaptation of that. So this, this the story is a fictionalized version of events based on the life of Monroe and including characters from her life. But it's certainly not a biopic. I mean, people were talking about um, Spencer as being a ghost story. Being a horror movie, I don't know if you remember those. Yeah, I would say this is that to the nth degree, where it's it's so far away from being a biopic. It's so stylishly done. Um, it's you know there obviously were also a lot of criticisms about the content of the movie and how Monroe was portrayed. But I th- I felt watching it, obviously, it's it's one of those ones that almost feels like nightmarish. I I would liken it to something like Mother or without spoiling anything for for Barry obviously, but something like David Lynch's uh, Fire Walk With Me, the the Twin Peaks movie, has a very similar tone as well. So if you're enjoying the cheery what a kooky town this is of the early Twin Peaks, like Fire Walk With Me isn't that at all. Um, It's much more Lynchian. This felt along those same lines where it was so stylishly done and what I mean by that is not that it was done with a real flourish, but like there was like real distinct styles, uh, style choices made to make it feel like it existed in a non-reality. Like you, you don't feel like you are ever watching a fly on the wall documentary. It's all is this reliable narrator? Is this you know afterlife that she's looking back on? Is this a dream? Is this? It, it's all told without uncertainty throughout um with with marilyn as kind of the uh the central focus or, or point of reference for the audience to see the these series of events happen and obviously she's um the sympathetic character but also she seems to exist uh, in a, in a kind of duality or a possessed kind of form where part of the movie characters will call her norma Jean, and sometimes they'll call her marilyn or sometimes they'll call her a different name as happened in real life, I'm sure, but the film uses it to almost have a duality of character or, or three or more different characters sometimes. There's, there's one scene where, I think Mark Kermode made this point, but I noticed it while I was watching it. There's one scene where she's sitting, being made up, and she, she's saying, when's she going to get here? When's she going to arrive? And talking about herself, Marilyn, as the character that she portrays. Right. But there's a moment where there's almost like a physical change as she transforms from one character to the other, right, and it is like a possession scene. I know I'm, I'm literally just saying Kermode's own words here, but it is like a possession scene. Parts of the movies do feel like, um, like like a possession movie or like a classic horror movie, rather than Spencer's a ghost movie because da, da, da. this is like more ostensibly just a horror movie at points. Um, and of course, it uses sexual themes and imagery in a horror sense more so than in a sense that to me felt exploitative or you know people have made that criticism which I, th- I think is justifiable and is valid but i felt that those images were used more in a horror context and it did work uh, so it's hard for me to say i liked it i did give it a high score but it was more that i appreciated <laughs> the the horror elements of it it's obviously not a nice movie uh, especially due to the content there there's 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 rape and there's violent uh, abuse, domestic abuse, sexual mm. abuse, and all of that. But to me, and this is just you know me speaking personally, I'm not saying authoritatively that this wasn't exploitative. How could you feel that way? I didn't feel necessarily that it was because I, I felt that those choices were justifiable in the context of the movie. Uh, I thought it was very good. I'll say more than <laughs> I liked it for fear of coming off as a weirdo who's into, like a Jay Bauman type who's into <laughs> rapey movies. Is he? I, I, he, he, likes, he likes weird, weird horrors, um, allegedly. Um, I thought it was very good. I thought it was very good in a way that Mother was good. But Barry, as someone who also appreciates Mother, you, I assume, can also see why people
0: might hate that movie. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> and, and I, 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 think so. I really didn't come out of it thinking oh, I'm going to fight people and tell them that this is actually <laughs> great. Yeah, I, <was> like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't have that in me.
2: So I would say that this movie is very much of that same category. So I I quite, I quite enjoyed it. One one of the better movies of last year.
0: Wow.
3: A a tough watch for sure.
0: Uh, What about you, Joe?
3: A couple of films, quite, um, quite different. Firstly, a hard day's night, the Beatles movie Um, that happened to be on BBC two yesterday. Michelle was watching a documentary about musicals and that came on afterwards. So we just watched it. It's a Beatles movie. I've never seen that or, or any of the others before um there wasn't really a plot it's essentially the four Beatles doing kind of very 1960s gags uh, you can imagine the sort of thing um that obviously i didn't find funny but i was going kind of, oh that's very charming that they think that's humorous you know yeah. <laughs> people found that funny back in the day oh that's that's quite funny <laughs> um, there's a, a wilfred bramble i think uh no, that's his name. bramley no, we're, no, Wilfred Bramble, who's better known as um, Steptoe and Steptoe and Son, ah, okay. plays Paul McCartney's grandfather and does a, a quite offensive Irish accent um, throughout the film. <laughs> oh, to be sure. No. Ah, no, I'll give you a bash with me, Oh, dear. It's that, it's that level. Um, I don't know. It was a kind of curious thing to watch because uh, I've, I've never seen anything like that, but I wouldn't be rushing to rewatch it. I don't think the cinematic merits are up there with uh, Spice World, the movie. Um, to be honest, mm. although I read it did win two Oscars. <laughs> it won, no, sorry, nominated for two Oscars, including okay. Best Screenplay, which is bizarre because it doesn't appear to have a screenplay. It's just the Beatles on running around London and then doing some songs. But anyway, um, if you really like the Beatles, you've probably already seen it, so I won't recommend it. And if you don't like the Beatles, I wouldn't bother. Um, also, watch finally Black Panther Wakanda Forever. The
0: uh, yeah, Black like Panther that?
3: sequel is, yeah, it's on on Disney Plus. I'm so it's it's two hours and forty minutes. Um, for some reason, it's weird because normally they're quite long because they have to cram in all the other Marvel stuff, like the crossover stuff or wrapping up Endgame and all that thing. This didn't really have any cro- other Marvel stuff in it. It was just its own movie, but for some reason, it was still two hours and forty minutes long. Um, saying that, I did I did quite. In- enjoy it. Obviously that starts with the acknowledging the death of, of Chadwick Boseman as T'Challa. Um, and it's about the fallout of of that. Um, and his sister, um, kind of taking on that mantle and her struggle to whether she wants to, you know, dealing with the grief of losing her brother, but then also being in, in the kind of position of there's now no black Panther and who's going to be that. Some fella turns up called Namor, who's like an under underwater Aztec bloke, um, who can breathe underwater and on the surface, and he wants to an alliance with Wakanda to fight all the other Earth people, humans. Um, I thought it was good. It was actually good. I it, I thought it'd be a, a bit of a mess with with um, Chadwick Boseman yeah. on, but I actually thought it was pretty good and put in Letitia Wright kind of centre stage. I thought she actually pulled it off and did a pretty good job. I enjoyed kind of following her story. And um, they introduce a new character um called Ironheart, who's a kind of young teenage girl who's like a Tony Stark level genius with tech and weapons, etc. And mm-hmm. she's pretty good. Um yeah, so some of the action I I didn't love the action sequence. It did it does have a big battle scene to finish. Um have you both seen it? Yeah. No. No, well, no it's it on out. my bloody Oscar list. i have no interest to watch it. Anyway, it finishes with a battle, but the battle is on a boat. So that's that's how they kind of mix it up a little bit. Instead of having a battle on the land, this one's on a boat. So that was uh, that's a little bit different. But yeah, overall, I would say sort of good, but excessively long. And um, you do kind of miss Chadwick Boseman as well because he was such a good kind of presence in those yeah. movies. Um, but it was it was decent actually. Of, of all the sequels, you know, and a lot of these Marvel sequels, are, pff, the follow ups are pretty dreadful. Um, so it's one of the better ones. I, yeah i try. i do
0: want to get to it i do want to get to it um that that turnaround on disney makes it very easy to put this stuff on the long finger do you know what i mean because i that's the thing wasn't really in the mood to see it when it came out and then i was like well it's going to be on disney and it goes on the watch list and i still haven't watched it but I, i'll get to it um
3: yeah that's why i've I had no intention of seeing ant-man
0: oh I sure sure like working out for that no especially way
3: especially because i like the reviews and everything and just it sounds sounds bad but also it's yeah, it's gonna be on disney plus in what april yeah, so, okay. yeah. If even,
0: just, yeah. Just watch it then. Yeah, something so I was just reading earlier today, like something like a seventy percent drop off at the box office on the second weekend. So good. I mean, I mean, it still did massive its opening weekend. So mm. I think, I think it's interesting that it's kind of like it seems like they still have a big core who are going to go and see the new chapter. But I think we are getting to the stage where average Joe is kind of like, okay, if the word of mouth is bad, I'm not going to go see it. Um Hmm. I Googled it out of curiosity just because I was like, oh, wow, that's massive. And it's made, I think, 167 million, which obviously is still a shit ton of money. I was like, what's the budget of this? Because it looks like dog shit. And then I was like, it's still $200 million to make. Does, is, is fucking, is fucking uh, Michael Douglas, ch- I was like, my fee is $95 million. <laughs> just, uh, just to be clear, if you want me to come back. Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer's like, yeah, I'm 60. Sorry, lads. Uh, cause they sure as fuck aren't paying paying CGI artists for it. Um, anyway, that's uh, we'll, we'll talk about Ant Man in June probably when we all get to it. Um, yeah, I want to I want to get to the old um Black Panther two because it's such a, such a great ensemble cast as well. I mean, they mm. uh, Bozeman is a huge loss, but they have assembled a, a great um uh, cast around around the Wakanda.
3: Um, hierarchy yeah little, little martin freeman shows up again <laughs> sure, it's Friedman. hilarious it's like we can only have one white actor in this movie get me the rightest man you can find <laughs> him from the office <laughs> he's, he's very good
0: um we'll segue into the tv golf. i've watched some television this we <laughs> were well, not, not much tv i suppose we we don't have a last of us to talk about because we did monday last <laughs> week so yeah. um i'm I got through season 12 of South Park. I uh, got through most of it today, actually, because I was having an extremely lazy Sunday. Uh, I, I mean, I, I, like I kind of mentioned last week when, when me and Paul were chatting about it. I, I, I mean, it's 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 a real doldrum kind of post a, a couple of great seasons. Um, and I, I found a lot of these episodes to be the... Some of the ones that even generally I would say I liked, like Overlogging, which is the no internet um, uh, episode, or where they all migrate to try and get some internet from from Silicon Valley, It's like, I've overall liked it. But even that is kind of one of those classic annoying things about Star Park, where it's like, it's like one joke. It's kind of like, it's like, it's like, it's like on a more snappy show, it's like a joke that wouldn't, that wouldn't even make it out of an, the first act but they kind of stretch it and stretch it and stretch it for, for a full episode. And that one at least works because I think it's a funny premise. But there's a bunch of other ones where I I, I don't know if I'm in a minority on this. I think basically any of the Canada-centric episodes are absolutely torturous because they're their <laughs> they're one bit about, about Canada is just, I think, so, so exhausting. Uh, so so the, the, the Canada on strike episode had no interest in that. Uh, yeah, you know, Brittany episode was okay. Um, uh, you know, uh, I I do like the episode where Wendy fights Cartman. Uh, I think that's a a, a good one. Uh, I, I I feel like that whenever they do a kind of episode about Cartman getting his comeuppance, it's usually good. Um, it's usually worth it. But yeah, a lot of the other stuff, the two-parter, the pandemic two-parter, dreadful. Absolutely I, I, dreadful. I like that,
2: but obviously, I have a bias towards uh, one big element, though. What the Cloverfield part? The gu- the guinea pigs.
0: oh well, that's that's no reason
2: to say that that's a good episode. Uh, you know, I never, I did, I did. You're putting words in my mouth. Okay, right? I won't
0: I put words in my mouth, but yeah, the, the like, like, just yeah, just like I, I didn't think that, I didn't think that the pan flute gag was was worth stretching to again to an episode, let alone a two parter. Um, yeah. no, no. um uh, again, the, the the Obama episode, uh, like again, one kind of uh. Amusing enough premise for a joke. Stretch the whole, like Randy being like a sore winner about about how how this miraculous change that was going to be brought by by Obama. That was you know it was all right, but it didn't have a whole episode in it. And one thing, so again, I'm watching I'm watching a, a, a topical television show from 2008, but the the Ocean's Eleven aspect of that episode hasn't aged well at all because that's not super relevant. And even worse still, like like Rick and Morty did a a infinitely infinitely funnier skewering of the of the um the heist movie uh several years later and and the the oceans 11 aspect of that episode is just the the thing i talked about last week where it's just they're just saying the bits they're just saying these are the these are the tropes in in heist movies do you get it i was like yeah i get it (laughs) do you have a punchline on it or are you just saying you know yeah so yeah I, i i thought season 12 was pretty weak um Started season thirteen. I thought season thirteen starts pretty strong again. Very time capsuley. You know, Jonas Brothers isn't exactly a hot button issue uh, uh, in twenty twenty three, but I thought that episode was all right. And I realized that I, I think I must be getting into the territory now where I had fully stopped watching because I I, I haven't seen any of their superhero stuff. Any of of Cartman is the coon. I haven't seen any of that stuff um and it, that episode is so dark night like like so obviously the dark Knight just came out and was the biggest thing in the world so we're extremely closely following it but having fun with it i th- I thought it was funny and I, I i i i thought it was an amusing uh premise well done um uh i i appreciated that one a lot so season 13 off to a better start but uh 12 12 did not do much for me at all um i'm afraid um, um season th- okay there's two episodes in season 13 that i quite enjoy What are they?
2: The the Kanye West the first appearance Kanye West. Okay, and there's a WWE episode.
0: Oh, I've I've actually seen the WWE episode. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Edge and John Cena in it. And it's funny because I don't think like I remember I remember when that so that you know got a little bit of buzz online and people watched it and people also pointed (laughs) out that it it felt like an episode they probably planned for a couple of years. It's, It's. you know, this is I'm making this up, but it sounds like something they would do. It sounds like the two the two guys, Parker and Stone, were probably watching a random episode of Raw from like '06 while high, and had the idea for a wrestling episode, and then just didn't get around to it till 2009 because the their their John Cena and Edge something it, it, it looks ripped straight out of a Raw from 2006, and this was like late 2009 when they eventually made it. Um, but yeah, I remember. I remember that episode being being actually. I was talking to someone about that episode recently. I think it's, I that's think. quite amusing. Um, uh, yeah, uh, what else is there? On I I I have also seen. Okay, so actually, I'm looking at the episode list here since you uh, uh, since you reminded me that that's the wrestling season. I've seen some of these episodes. I've seen the 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 one where Butters is pimping, uh, which I think is also quite funny. I think that's a funny episode. I love Butters. i I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a Butters Mark. So I think I think his, his episodes tend to uh tend to deliver. But yeah, that's that's Breaking. And no other TV this week, boys? No other T V. No. <laughs> uh Paul, what video no, games are you playing this week? though I haven't watched any
2: TV, but Joe, season four of Succession is gonna be the oh, I know. final one, yeah. Final one. It's a shame. Well, but... I got on that bag just in time.
3: Just in time, baby. I don't know. I think they could have done five, but look, I'm not writing it so we have
2: to, yeah, we'll have to see.
3: Say yeah, good for us.
2: Um, right, in terms of leisure video, mm. I have been playing GoldenEye 007 on Double Agent difficulty. I've completed the main game, not counting the two bonus levels yet. I still have to finish those. But apparently, Egypt is like real easy. Aztec yeah. is hard. Aztec's the hardest level in the game. Uh, but I finished up past Cradle. I've rolled credits. The great great Goldeneye credits song. Yeah. As as Natalia and Bond kiss for about 12
0: minutes. <laughs> yeah, little square heads rubbing little against each heads. other. <laughs> um
2: yeah, I mean, I I really got into it. I, I know it has its its uh, limitations and, and it's not a great remake, but being able to play Goldeneye with the nostalgia hit that that brings you but being able to play it with controls that don't feel like you're rubbing your tummy and patting your head and then switching them and trying to get to grips with it just be able to play it um i I had such a fun time with it some of the levels on double o agent are so hard but again the fact that they're so short means that in almost like a a roguelike way you don't mind just replaying them and doing runs and runs and runs while you memorize the enemy layouts and and come up with your own strategies of, and 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 mostly, or the best example of this I can give is like the, the train level, which is just it's almost like the in Hitman, yeah. You're just going through a, a, a train and there's enemies, and you you map out in your mind. Okay, I shoot this guy, two enemies are going to pop out, bang bang. Yeah. Then once I shoot second guy, that means that this door will open, this guy will come out, and you you literally have the whole level memorized, and you're going through it each time you get further. You learn more information about what's to come that you can use for your next run, and so I really like that. Obviously, some of the levels are more sandboxy in that, but um, God, there is some really tough ones. Silo was really hard. Uh, Jungle, I found that I kept getting killed in jungle. Was really
0: jungle still has the awful draw distance, doesn't it? You are you are shooting you are shooting into the mist. You know, yes, yes, yes. Um, I never found that to be
2: too much of a problem because when you're playing on the on the Xbox, you have anyway the high resolution, so you can make even you can make stuff. Out. You said the fog, you can see a little bit clearer what where stuff is. Uh, whereas train has that problem as well, but it's because it's it's dark in the train. It's not just a fog, but it's a dark fog. Mm. Um, but no, I I thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed the challenge of it. I mean, some of those levels took me like 50 tries to beat, and then you know I'm not great at it, but and I'm not a great shooter guy anyway i don't play a lot of first fps's but uh yeah i thought it was great it was a great little um revisit to some levels i haven't played in many a year because as much as I as you play the the multiplayer of goldeneye i don't think i i, I really delve as much into the single player when i was a kid i i think i beat it on agent i don't think i even ever beat on beat the whole game on secret agent necessarily yeah but to play it through entirely in double o agent and really have a challenge. <laughs> I thought, it was, I thought it was really good fun. There's nothing in it like in Time Spitters where you're doing a crane game or no. uh, scratch your hole with the time crystal or anything like that. It's, it's, <laughs> it's just, I think the worst it gets is that there's one like protect Natalia while she's tapping on the computer. Yes. Which yeah. even Ratchet and Clank
0: on PS5 has a segment. Like yeah, that's, it's a, that's that stuff still, still surprisingly common, yeah. <laughs>
2: But otherwise, it's just a good little like the 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 um the objectives are all real simple, you know. But yeah. the, but there's, there's bits where you feel like you truly feel like James Bond playing a James Bond game, as if you feel like any other guy. There. But there's bits where you, you use the gadgets, which is where the fun is, I guess. You have the watch that shoots the little beep, beep, beep laser out. Um, you're you're picking up. Uh, there's a a, a level bunker two, I think is where you're picking up the, the goldeneye VHS tape you collect during the game and you're copying the golden eye disc and all this stuff. Yeah, I mean uh it's really really great and, and apparently there is a I was watching a video where there is a configuration on the Switch online where you can kind of make it work closer to what the Xbox yes. controls are. I believe it's still not perfect but it's it's
0: it's not yeah. the default. Awful I th- think you can so you remember you remember the legendary uh two N sixty four controllers yeah. configuration? So yeah. there's you can you can do they have a, a a tweaked version of that is on the switch version. Yeah. and you can then, but it's still not perfect going, because it puts yeah, you on L two. Yeah, so you go into the switch settings. You go to the switch, switch system level settings and swap the buttons, which is still not great. You know, but no. but it, it, at least people can can approximate it. I I also picked Goldeneye back up this week, and I I have to say I I'm not going to finish it, and I I. Yeah. i i i i got i was playing through the level where you're with natalia breaking out of jail so i was, I was still very early in the game all things considered. bunker one two bunker two oh, yeah. i was bunker two sorry. yeah um and so i played through the level and it was really good and i actually it was playing through it much easier than i was I, always, I remember as a kid that one being crazy because she kept dying. ball achingly hard on double I because <laughs> well. I, I, she kept dying i imagine no i kept dying oh you kept dying. okay but um because I remember as a kid, it was just like I was being very reckless and she would always get in my way and I'd fucking shoot her in the head. But I <laughs> I blazed through the level and you have to do the whole talking at the beginning, talk to her, talk to the guard, get the key, blah 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 <laughs> I got to the end of the level, and I obviously was blitzing through the introduction to the mission too quickly, and I didn't realize you have to get the tape. Um right. and I got to the end and I said fail. I was like, wait, what do you mean? Oh and I'm playing on I'm playing on Agent, I'm playing on fucking baby difficulty. And that was my thing where I was like. All right, I think I've had enough of this. I've had but enough that, of this. But that's your thing, where you don't read the objectives. <laughs> yeah, but I because like I'm ninety, you do that three times. I, I was just like, I'm, I, I'm done. I'm not, I'm not even playing the game. But I think, I yeah. think, I think, I, along with the others. it's funny because I was writing up. I, I, I kind of did a quick kind of review or a little write up on on backlogged, which is a site I do quite enjoy. Yeah. And I'd say to be fair, even though I, what I, this game I think should have gotten a big fucking. In a perfect world, it would have gotten Halo, Master Chief style, big fucking gigantic release, the thing where you push the button, new graphics, old graphics, all the other rare replay games, concept art, documentaries, director commentaries. In a perfect world, we'd get that, right? We didn't get that. But one thing I will say that's positive about these ports and how little work was done to them is like, well, in a roundabout way, that is kind of preservation. You can play GoldenEye essentially as it was 20 years ago. Do you know what I mean? Runs yeah. on a modern machine, Microsoft are relatively good about backwards compatibility. We can somewhat confidently say for a couple of years to come you can play Goldmine. And that's that's a victory in itself. So the real um, really. victory
2: is that the there, there's an Xbox version at all. Never yes, mind. Totally. It's, an Nintendo, it's a Nintendo published game. The yeah. fact that it doesn't just exist on Switch with janky controls. Yeah. Is is the miracle. But you're you're right in that. What it really needed was a, a, a remake.
0: Yeah. Alas. Maybe be, someday. Maybe, maybe um, people will keep holding a candle for that, I think. There's one thing that I wasn't aware of in Goldeneye as well. I don't
2: know on Agent if it ever comes into play, but it's that, say on Bunker 2, because this is where I kept getting killed, because this is where I realized that this is an element of the Goldeneye game design, is that if there's a room you haven't been in, right? So let's yeah. say at start level, you come out of your jail cell, you walk left through the double doors, and then there's a room where there's a safe,
1: Huh.
2: right uh enemies that run out of that room if they hear you will infinitely spawn unless you go in and actually enter the room and clear them out if they if they just run out of the room and you shoot them and don't go into the room they will infinitely respawn
0: yeah no that's that's true on agent as well yeah yeah, yeah.
2: obviously on um on double agents where you don't do a lot of damage and you take a lot of damage i was thinking right i'm i'm gotta stay in the corridor and as they come out i'll pick them out and i'll clear out and and yeah you have to learn the hard way that enemies uh, it may have another... been for
0: literally that exact reason that they put that in there so people wouldn't be able to do that in fact i'd say and it doesn't it doesn't like choosing again because
2: next to that room there's the big warehousey room that has the gun turrets and stuff in it And yeah, yeah enemies kept running from that to me infinitely so yeah. i was stuck and like, I keep getting killed no i i really enjoyed it but it's uh it's a tough it's a tough Wii game. And yeah, I w don't know if I'd be able to play it on Switch, honestly. I I, I think it was the Xbox controls were the big thing that allowed me to kind of get into it. Wish the graphics were better. Wish it the the sound wasn't quite as compressed. Mm. Um yeah, I wish the textures weren't utter dog shit, but that's the N64, baby.
0: Yeah. Look, I wish I wish that that cancelled three sixty version was I mean, you know, in 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 a, in a, another roll of the dice in another timeline, that version comes out. But it yeah. didn't. And we all we always do have
2: the Perfect Dark, which does
0: exist in that platform. Yeah. Kind of form, yeah. So. Swings around the world when did they, they they announced that fucking the, the, the new Perfect Dark the new like new Perfect Dark, yeah, like three, 3 years three, ago. 3 years ago. actually. Yeah,
2: I, I think it was just I have
0: no me. faith that that game is going to be any good. No, who's even making it? I even can't remember who's making it. It's, it's a
2: not- new company. It's a new company. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Oh, it's. The, I was, oh, it was formed. I think specifically. Yeah. Like it's it. the fucking. It's called the foundation or some shit like that. The initiative or something. The initiative. It? Oh wait, yeah. No, they did. Um, oh, they're the <laughs> the people who took over and made the. No, actually, I'm getting mixed up with someone else. Never mind. Um. Uh, yeah. So we'll we'll see what comes of that. Um. I played a couple of games here. I suppose the most notable thing I, I I played was I started Hitman Freelancer mode. Uh, okay, have you, I, have, I
2: haven't dipped my toe into it
0: okay I, I i think you'll like it so so it's it's uh it's a very exciting new way to play hitman i i would say for anyone who hasn't heard about this this is a uh, a free uh update you can get for the hitman world of assassination which is what they call formerly hitman 3 now um and it's it's basically a roguelike style of game so basically they give you a brand new hideout very james bond which is funny because they are going on to make a james bond game very back cave uh, mm. you know you've got a big massive james bondy video screen where you pick your missions you have walls and walls and walls of gun racks that you have to fill out as you progress through this mode. You have, and uh, there's also a, b- a big customizable element. You can put posters on the wall, you can decorate it. So it's it's, it's formatted completely different from from quote-unquote regular Hitman. Um, and I will say that very much like the elusive targets and the various other things they've done, they're repurposing the existing levels. Obviously, there are no new maps in, in this way of playing it. So basically, you start up freelancer mode and you have nothing. I think they give you a gun. To start, uh, to start the mode, and the way it works is they um, they've crafted um, these uh, different campaigns. So you pick one of twelve campaigns to start, and uh, they are all uh, based around uh, these unique gangs, and each gang has a different style. So uh you pick up the the arms dealer uh syndicate and it's like, okay, you're gonna get three missions where you have to go and we're gonna give you again, it's a roguelike, so kind of a procedurally generated I don't I try and avoid using the term random because it's they they've you know it's not totally random. But you basically go to say Paris and a a again, not quite random, but a, a certain NPC on the map will be your target. It's not the target from the original level, it's a, it could be a random it could be a uh, it could be one of the 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 named characters it could be a chef in a random restaurant in in the map right mm. and as well as having a, a random target uh you also depending on what type of syndicate it is there are also bonus objectives so the arms dealer syndicate when you're trying to take them down the bonus objectives are uh kill three people with an smg uh only kill the target with a headshot and if you do that you get more money Um, and all the other and the the scoring is based entirely on whether or not you do that that's it so what i like about it is it throws all the other hitman rules out you're not going for high score here you're not going for silent assassin it still helps to be stealthy and you know make your way to the target stealthily so you don't get into a firefight along the way but you know your objectives are not don't kill anyone and don't get detected and don't do this and don't do that it's kill this one or two targets and if you want some extra money some bonus points at the end of the mission kill them with a sniper rifle or kill them with like some of the depending on, on again what syndicate you're going for i've gotten objectives that are like kill them with a melee kill with a rare weapon and the rare weapons are like you know the, the really fancy blades you can find throughout the campaign right. so that's what it is so again they're throwing they're throwing kind of randomized elements at you so that as they've done masterfully for the last 5 years they're keeping these existing maps we've played a lot very fresh by completely changing the targets, completely changing the parameters and throwing out the rule book. And so the way it works is you go on a mission, let's say you're completely successful, you kill your target, you do your optional objectives, so you, you make an extra five grand. And uh, uh, and let's just say while you're also out your mission, you pick up a shotgun, come back to your base, put your shotgun up on your gun rack, and now you have a shotgun. Uh, uh, so it's, the like I said, the walls and walls of gun racks are empty. And the idea is that when you complete a mission, Uh, You get a reward of a random drop, which is one thing. So they give you a little case, and it has three items in it. You can pick and keep one. And also you can bring home weapons from the missions and put them up on your rack. So that's the kind of loop, right? Uh, The money you get when you go on your next mission, there are uh, shops, which is a very odd thing to think about in a Hitman game. But you can go up to people. There are certain NPCs in the environment who will sell you guns, sell you weapons, sell you... All the fancy gadgets you unlock normally in the uh, the traditional story mode, you can buy those from a seller. Um, it probably goes without saying, all your previous mastery and unlocks, none of that counts. None of that counts for anything in this mode. This is completely separate. Uh, yeah, so that's the way it works is you're slowly building up. You're doing these campaigns, and you're slowly unlocking more weapons, slowly unlocking more tools, slowly uh, raising your level that opens up more of your hideout, gives you more customization options, And in true roguelike fashion, there is an element of permadeath to it, which is if you fuck up and you get killed, uh, you go back to the start, but also any equipment you've brought with you, you lose. So if you're playing for two hours, you've done three campaigns successfully, you've killed three bosses, you've unlocked a load of weapons, um, but you bring your fancy sniper rifle with you on your 10th mission and you get killed, uh, that's gone. That sniper rifle is then gone. That element of this mode, I really love this mode. It's super cool. It's a super fresh way to play Hitman. It is punishing. As I've 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 played about three hours of this mode. As I sit here doing this, I have nothing. I have nothing in this map, in the, in this in this base because I I I did one campaign successfully. A campaign is three missions, right? And okay. a, a mission in this mode, because like I said, you don't—you're not going for score, you're not going for undetected. A mission can be as quick as five minutes if you get a good random number generator, right? If you—if the target just happens to be near where you spawn and you have a gun on you, you and you don't really care about the bonus objectives, you can like literally just run, shoot them, and run to an exit. Do you know what I mean? It's—it's—it really throws out the hitman rulebook, and it's kind of like you just do you and just get it done however you want to do it. Um, so i had a little bit of success i got to uh the third mission of a campaign is what they call a showdown this is super interesting they similar to the berlin level in hitman 3 they don't tell you who the target is they give you a guess who style uh the target has a mustache the target has glasses the target is a smoker and the target is participating in just as an example a handoff right so you might see them exchanging a briefcase with another character it's great and they'll mark like five people on the map who could be the target but you have to go over and guess whose style figure out is that or is that not my target so that's how they keep they keep it interesting and also as you progress through uh uh, these campaigns uh if you revisit a map for a a follow-up mission and you fucked up the last time you were there the guards are on a higher alert status so they so it's it's super interesting but i'm like i said i beat one campaign and then I started a second one and I died and I lost a gun and I lost a lot of money and then I I don't think I've strung together two consecutive uh, uh, missions largely because I think I'm getting a little too loosey goosey with it and I'm really forgetting the essentials of Hitman because, because I don't have to right. in the name of score I'm kind of going mental and, and getting caught in really silly ways uh, but yeah it's very cool if you like Hitman and, and I know and it, someone like you who's put a lot of time into it and knows yeah. those maps back to front. It'll test you on that because when it gives you like a a, a side objective that's like use a fire axe to kill the target, you're like, <laughs> I definitely have walked past fire axes in this map seven hundred times, but I can't yeah. remember where they are. It's gonna put it's gonna test you in that regard. And um, yeah. the money is the money is actually kind of stingy, so you you want to do the bonus the bonus stuff. Uh, but yeah that's freelancer in hitman i i'm curious what you you make of it i think it's super cool but even by the standards of other roguelikes it's it is punishing it is pretty punishing i'll give it a little go so yeah um not too much i've, I've uh, following up on various other things here i finally beat hades i can put a pin in that i doth my cap to it and, and, and now i'm playing it a shit ton off air since i don't rather have to stream it uh fabulous game love hades uh Played, I, I seem to just drop in once a week and play one level of Hi-Fi Rush, and I go, "That's really cool." And then I don't go back to it for another week, but it's <laughs> right. it is it is great. It is very very cool. Uh, I started Atomic Heart, which is a first person shooter on Game Pass. Um, this didn't get super strong reviews, but it, there was a real kind of buzz about it as a kind of a. Full, extremely flawed kind of B game of a lost era uh type okay. thing. So I, I gave it a look. It has one of the worst opening hours you'll ever see in a video <laughs> game ever. <laughs> so not to not to be reductive, but the premise is fake Bioshock. Okay. It's it's alternate oh, yeah. history where the communists won. And you're in you're in Soviet Russia equivalent of what's the what's the Sky Town from the third Bioshock game called? Columbia, is it? I don't know. Columbia, I think it is. Anyway, mm-hmm. so you're you're in future, you're in future sci-fi, alternate future sci-fi uh, USSR, and you're you're the, the game fades up from black, and your character's in a gondola. The premise is this: you're you're an unspecified soldiery special agent, badass dude, and you have a smart talking robot sidekick, which is always great. And the, he's in your glove. Your glove is like your universal sci-fi interactor uh, with everything, and it's constantly just the glove is just. Uh, doctor so-and-so has a really wants to see you he said to call over to the uh okay glove i'll do it whenever i want to it's constantly that tone it's kind of like badass shut the fuck up everybody uh you know uh tone it's like kind of like it's a bit quippy marvely with swearing uh is one thing um the uh, you you're it's a it's a long walk and talk for the first hour. Genuinely the first hour of the game. You're walking, they want you to marvel at their it's a nice looking game. They want you to look look at our beautiful sci fi USSR dystopia we've created. Please look, please look at it, please look at it. You're not we're not gonna give you an enemy to shoot, so please just look. Please look. <laughs> Uh, and the the protagonist is smarting off to the robot, and the robot saying, "I think it's imperative that we get to the um, objective." Yeah, jag off, I'm going. I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> who likes this? Who enjoys this? So anyway, the the, the plot gets emotion that basically all the robot servants in here in future dystopian uh, communist Russia they go rogue. Some some the classic sci-fi premise: some thing triggers in the AI that makes them think humans are their enemies, and you start fighting them. And then once the game starts, the game part of it is actually kind of cool. It's a first-person shooter. You have a, a kind of a telekinesis power, so you can literally pick up random objects in the environment like chairs, tables, X, Y, Z, fling it at, at enemies. Your your pistol and shotgun ammo is super limited, so you're encouraged to use um, uh, melee items and, and do this this random item throwing. And I'm still quite early on it, but I can kind of see where where the b game charm is and where it absolutely is not and uh, i'm very glad it's a game pass game because it, uh, if if i paid money for it and then that for that first hour was so obnoxious that uh, i i don't think i would have stuck with it i probably would have just like tried to get a refund or something um, but yeah that's atomic heart I'm curious to see how it how it plays out i'm gonna stick with it for a while uh but uh yeah uh that's that's it for the games you didn't watch the state of play by any chance I didn't. I heard it was awful. It was not good. No, it was not good. The the depressing thing is that the best stuff they showed was for the VR, which is 600 bones, so nobody I know has it. Um, That's GameGuff. Uh, we got a music go for the week? we got a lot of albums here.
3: I've got an album. Album of the Week continues with uh, a new release, uh, which is Gloria by Sam Smith. Um, oh, yeah, I'm sure most people will be f- some, somewhat familiar with him. He's quite relatively, relatively well known uh, English artist. Um, his new album,
2: them, them Joe.
3: So <coughs> I said, Careful, huh? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, this is what he, he said. I heard him. Yeah. I said, They're a well known English artist. Um, yeah, and this not the sort of thing I would normally listen to, which is the whole point of Album of the Week, but um. i quite enjoyed it i quite enjoyed it i thought i I thought i would like it less but i did i did quite enjoy it it's a bit it kind of washes over you i mean it's it's very much pop pop album but with kind of soul r&b kind of influences um but i I couldn't really tell you most of the tracks Uh, not too many of them stand out i think the only one that well two that stand out one is um the final track on the album who we love which is a duet with ed sheeran uh, which is uh, absolute shite, baby. It, <laughs> yeah, it is absolute worst kind of Ed Sheeran stuff, oh, yeah, where yeah, it's yeah. just that kind of sing-songy, talky oh. j- lyrics that just, oh, they're awful, you know. Holding hands on the, beach, <laughs> on the beach. And I said I love you oh god absolute dross listened to that once and then uh, didn't bother again um there's a calvin harris produced track on there that i thought oh that looks good i i quite like a bit of calvin harris but even that one I, I again didn't really do anything for me uh the only good song that i really liked and probably one of the best of all the albums i've listened to so far it's up there with a battery by metallica and um, it's unholy which uh, features kim petrus and that's been quite a a popular song. It uh, won the Grammy for best, uh, best duo, uh, performance. Um, yeah, two minutes, 36 is kind of brief, but it's very, it reminds me of like Christine Aguilera kind of early two thousands. It's very like kind of grimy and sort of dirty and sexualized. Um, but I, yeah, I really like that one. That's been stuck in my head. Uh, the rest, the early, the, the first few tracks on the album are all kind of fine, but nothing that really stuck with me. Um, yeah. I, I, not as, better than I was expecting, but not something I'd probably go back to. Apart from that one, that one song.
0: I'm just, look, I'm just looking it up here. This album is 30 minutes long.
3: Yeah, 33 minutes. Wow, which is always, always, a bonus, always a bonus. Always a bonus. that, they just.
0: I I I don't love the single uh, or the singles that I've heard, but I I mean for mm. a half hour I may I may give it a punt. Um, yeah. You know.
3: Oh, yeah. Just just do the single. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay, yeah,
2: I'm, I'm, I'm not mad on Sam Smith, I gotta say. Um, the singing or the nipple tussles. <laughs> um, I don't know, I just find the voice is, is is a little too like he did the Bond song for mm. um, for yeah, it,
3: just, it,
2: it had no oomph to it. it no, oh, wait, oh, wait, that's... which one was that? The Rhymes most recent on
3: the one. one. The writing's on the wall. The one before the most
2: recent one, cuz the most recent was one it Spectre, was a specter, wasn't it? Yeah.
0: I don't I don't know why I asked. I haven't I seen the, the, the last 3. So I don't know pretty, why I asked. Really
2: so. Um yeah, it was just this <sighs> pinky
3: planky look How That's kind of That's kind the, the alb- problem with the album the as well. Yeah. It's like kind of like it reminds me a little bit of George Michael if George Michael had nothing to say and right. was a bit generic. Yeah. And, and I, th- I think
2: that's that. That's kind of the approach lately. Is, is all you see whenever you see Sam Smith, mm. it's provocative videos and looks, but the songs just don't have the same. Yes. To, them, to use that phrase again, a little bit surface level. Mm-hmm. Um. So, are you going to
3: give it a thumbs up, down, middle? Thumbs in the middle. You know, not wasn't all bad, right. but uh, decent, decent enough.
2: Okay. Um. On a similar vein. Uh. And, and actually, there's one criticism I'd make of this album That's is what Joe just said The new Inhaler album um, Inhaler, obviously, is the Irish band Fronted by the son of Bono Off U2 Ooh. Oh, yes who, Who's a fantastic singer, I gotta say, in his own right But sounds eerily like his dad um, I, I actually quite enjoyed their first album I, did, I reviewed it on this show I said it was a good listen Good up-and-coming rock band Great singer Great sound um their, their sophomore album though, I gotta say, a little bit bland, a mm. little bit sounds like some of the lyrics were written by Ed Sheeran. We're sitting on the beach. Oh, remember when we were young, which we still are <laughs> and um yeah, there's 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 but but in a way that the lyrics are have no like edge to them whatsoever. Not the uh no edge. They're just so like they've really lyrically gone backwards to like a, a, an incredibly bland um,
0: Ed Sheeran-ness, Like I said, yeah,
2: we were kissing in the rain, and <laughs>
0: oh my God, my God Ed Sheeran catching loads of strays, not even not even being reviewed, but you know, yeah.
2: Um, but also musically, I feel like they've gone backwards. The the whole album sounds like. Uh, like a Snow Patrol album with Ed Sheeran lyrics. <laughs> oh God,
0: that's 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 about as grim as it gets.
2: Yeah, and and I feel like what the issue is is that you know when you have a, a even even in wrestling you have an up and coming you know scrapper and you have to claw and dig your way to the top when you're a Bono's kid and and you bring out your first album it's pretty well received. Like, where what's the incentive to to make? That's 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 one of the tracks. <laughs> Is that
1: one of the tracks?
0: Yeah, it sounds great.
2: Um, like where's the incentive to to go out of your comfort zone and make anything other than mm. you know bland uh melancholy indie rock, you know? And that's it. I, I I wasn't into this one pretty much at all. And I and I quite quite like their first album. I thought their first album had that, had that element of Selling their stall out. Here's what we are, and I know this. This is a, a comparison I, I make a lot with with Art, Arctic Monkeys specifically, but it's like already two albums in, they've lost their swagger completely. You know, Yeah. Whereas the first album, and and actually this album, I would say, sounds a little bit like the 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 modern Noel, Noel Gallagher, which I don't really enjoy, but like. And when you look back at early Oasis and you got Liam give flicking the V and going, fuck you. Like, that's what they miss. They don't have that aggression anymore. Not even musically aggressive, but they just don't have that. You know, They're, they're, they're just edgeless now. They're just a circle. They have no right. edge. Um. So I'm going to give Inhaler Cuts and Bruises a, a rare thumbs down. From oh, wow. Okay. Mm. Uh, on the other hand, Gorillaz are back. I've done, nice. I've done a double week this week, because I think I missed one a few weeks ago, so I've caught up here. Gorillaz have a new album called Cracker Island, not to be confused with The Island of Ireland. <laughs> <Right>. um, <laughs> it's uh, And it's the best weekend album that's come out in the last two
3: years. Ooh. Jesus. Ooh. So
2: musically... It's it's very eighties synth based, mm. like the nice. Weekends' uh, most recent. Some of the beats sound very similar to the Weekends' most recent album, um, but done extremely well. So there's there's a lot of uh, bops on this. you going to see how cool I sound to the kids here. There's a lot of bops on this album which really slap, guys. <laughs> um. But I, 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 you know, I, I haven't listened to a Gorillaz album, I think, since Demon Days, which was their second one. Um, and I like some Gorillaz singles, but I never felt compelled to actually sit and listen to a full album. Because, you know, I, I listened to their first two albums. And I, f- I found while the singles were great, you know, you have your Feel Good Inc., Clint Eastwood, 192000, Dare. I found the albums were kind of hit and miss. I wasn't, I wasn't hot on so many album tracks. This, I thought, was great pretty much from start to finish. Um, you got some great features on it as well. Let me bring it up. One that Joe listened to very recently. Uh, cracker.
1: Mm.
2: Uh, track two features uh, Stevie Nicks. Oh, you got that nice. right up. Uh, track one featuring Thundercat. Fucking slapping it away in the bass. Bow, bow, with the slapping spring. the bass. Slap that bass. Uh, you got Tame Impala and Booty Brown featuring on. Uh, New Gold, which is my favorite track on the whole album, which has just got a killer line carrying it throughout. You got Bad Bunny on there. Oh, this is a, this is the most eclectic mix of people I think I've ever heard on one album. Back on track ten, um, it's just uh, it's. I I thought it was a great throwback sound, but with like modern production, modern songwriting, um, really great uh, features. Thundercat, in in particular uh really like carries the song and transforms it from a gorilla sound into something else Um you might have even heard the the title track uh, on radio or on spotify or whatever it's it's a great little chorus. um and yeah i mean i i I gotta give it a big thumbs up i think it's it's up there with uh the last couple of weeks the um the we are scientists and, and iggy pop records are probably my three favorite of the year so far and i think this was this was right up there. This was this was top Some really great tracks. I'll I'll, I'll throw out a, a handful of of my favorite ones. Cracker Island, the the, the title track. Uh, Tired Influencer, Silent Running, New Gold. That's my favorite one. Skinny Ape, uh, all great. Re- really really top album. Really really enjoyed it. Big thumbs up on it.
0: Alright, let's the old, uh, music reviews. A thumbs up, a thumbs down, and a thumbs in the middle this week. There you um Cover the not, gamut A nice spread there. I might check out the um I'll check I might check out both the Gorillas and the uh, and, and the Sam Smith. Um
2: Yeah, I wouldn't recommend inhaler.
0: Give no, you know, it seems like inhaler is getting is getting left on the sidelines. Um but that's fine. Uh yeah, and that's gonna do it for this week's show. Uh, thank you so much for listening, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to 600 episodes. If you did, I mean, I, that's, some of you probably didn't. And I mean, fair play. I mean, just you, <laughs> you, you you're tagged in at the right moment if you hop by in the mm. last like six
3: years. Do you know what I mean? We anyway. haven't listened to all 600. Ew. Us three definitely haven't.
0: No, God, no. Um, greatly appreciated, though. And uh, uh, if you want to be a part of the show, chairshoppodcast.com is where you can go to pop us over an email with a quiz, a question, a correction, a take, a stance, an opinion, a review. Whatever you want to do. Uh, You can select your host of preference there from a little menu. and You can send us over a little uh, little whatever you want uh, to contribute to the show. We would greatly appreciate it. Um, Yeah, and that's going to do it for this week's show, uh, uh, folks. Uh, Thank you very much. It's been me, Barry. It's been Joe. It's been me.
3: Goodbye. Let us hit Paul.
0: Thank
2: you, Barry, and thank you, Jim.